I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window Open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Sit up, go to your windows, open them and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations has this got to get mad. I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. We're not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil prices. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell and say, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Who are you talking to, Ryan? CGG Atlanta. Are they yelling in Atlanta? Are they yelling in Atlanta, Jeff? But first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm as mad as hell. It's uh, four minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11 in this, the month of November, the year of our Lord, 2007. Thank you for coming by, making a part of your listening day. Uh, we are live from the plushly appointed getting out early. Uh, I'm sorry. Just going to back up again. i got to learn not to multitask in this opening segment. I've learned not to try to open re- emails, read anything, process anything, bought, sold. i got to do nothing. Hold on. Yeah. Mitch, can we just stop that? Can you start that theme music again? We're just going to play the opening theme again. All right, I'll just stand here. All right, fantastic. This time it'll be genius. 
there. It's uh, five minutes and 38 seconds after the hour of 11, and it's the month of November in the year of our Lord, 2007. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970 Solid State Radio. Here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, it is Friday, and welcome to Day 12. It's 503 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Your comments, your clarifications, your conventions, your two cents, your what have you. Uh, Richie Bristol standing by on the phones, ready to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane, the whatever, the what have you, the odds, the ends, the whatnot. It's uh, 503 503- 7-3-3-2-9-7-3-5-0-3-7-3-3-2-9-7-3-3-2-9-7-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-
here. Take it's it. distracting me. I'm distracted because I have to blow my nose. Okay, can you please turn off your microphone? Should I turn off the microphone? Yeah. Wait, let me flip a coin. No, I don't have a okay, coin. Okay, no, I'm turning off your microphone. <laughs> okay. Talk amongst yourselves, Sarah Dillon, Tim Ryan. Why, hello, Sarah Dillon. Hello, Tim Ryan. It's did you Tim A. Hump, did you hump any porn stars last night? Only the ones in my head. Look away. Look this away. is so gross, Rick. Look away, I'm hitting You it. have like three hours before the show. This is this is almost as good as the video yesterday. Alright. I think I got it all. Oh gross. <laughs> Alright, fantastic. Wonderful. This is exactly what you would expect from the Tiffany Network. The network of Murrow. All right, it's 503-733-2970. I'm just going to do that whole tease again real quickly. Lisa Desjardins will be joining us. We'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent Ed McCarthy. There's nothing worse than when you have to blow your nose, and then you're in a position where socially you can't really do it. It's like having to scratch yourself in a private place. You know what I'm talking about? And you heard more. It, was, it was throwing me off for like nine minutes there. You didn't even wash your hands. Now you're using that keyboard, and someone's going to come in here over the weekend and get your germs and die. Yeah, but by someone, you mean Dennis Pitsenbarger. So it's not like it really matters a whole lot. I mean, come on. Let's, let's be honest. Dennis Pitsenbarger has put so many things into his body over the years. His immune system is like the 82nd Airborne. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, we all know that it's true. No, it's like when you got to scratch uh, maybe uh, some sort of an orifice on your body, and you're standing there, and it's... It's always when you're talking to the benevolent order of antelopes at their annual meeting, and you are up at the dais or the podium, and you are looking out over a whole sea of fezes, and they are expecting you to read something to be gripping, to be entertaining, to be suave, to be debonair, to be stylish in your delivery, and all you're thinking about is, I really have to put my hand in my pants and scratch something. You know what I do? I just pretend I'm God. looking for my keys. You are so <laughs> vulgar and disgusting today. I'm really you not. You make me want to throw up. Yes. No, the, the day hasn't even started, Sarah. All right. I'm just saying that's all I can compare it to. There's really nothing else because you know anything else you can do. Like if you got a spring, you know, if you get itch on your ear, you scratch your ear. Or no, here's another thing. Here's one that's not vulgar though, Sarah. How about this? You ever get this? Where maybe you have an itch for some reason on the sole of your foot, you know, on the bottom of your foot, but it's like during the day you got that's shoes That's a better on. comparison. You have to unlace your shoes. I didn't. I wasn't trying to go right for the groin, so to speak. I was just trying to think of something awkward. The, you know, like a physical, you know, like a, a scratch or a thing you had to do, but you can't really do it in public. Bottom of your shoe or the bottom of your foot. You got a shoe on. You're sitting there in a meeting, and, and then you're like flexing your foot around inside the shoe. Mm -hmm. Am I making you itch just by talking about I this? I think so. All right. I saw you purelling the counter over there earlier, so I didn't know if there was some sort of scum yeah, on, the, uh, on the countertop. Uh, Aaron Duran will be here to talk about that Seinfeld B movie. We'll have the top five cover songs of all time. It's selected by the guys at the Rose and Thistle. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll dive in. Here's a sample email. Rick. Subject line to this email, by the way, all caps, three exclamation marks is, Damn you. Damn you to hell. Rick, I just watched the video on your website. You know the one I'm talking about. And then all caps, OMG, OMG, OMFG, OMG. My brain needs a thorough scrubbing, Rick. I wish I could go back and not see it, but I can't. Too bad my brain doesn't have a system restore function where I could reset back to a more peaceful time, a time when I hadn't seen that. <laughs> I am off to find a red-hot poker to jam into both of my eye sockets. That's not going to help, by the way. You just asked Richie Bristol about that. Signed, Stewart in downtown. By the way, thanks a lot. Now, look, you dick. I warned you about it. I warned you repeatedly. Did we not warn everybody? We weren't, you warned everyone verbally, and I saw the disclaimer on your website. I made the participants uh, in yesterday's video endurance contest come in and actually read a disclaimer on the air. That's how much we wanted to warn people about this. I watched a little bit of it yesterday. Uh, with Joni? Yeah, Joni and I were at, um, at my second job, and we clicked play and then ran across the room, and we were about 15 feet away from it, and I was kind of peering over her shoulder and looking. 
It was still wrong from 20 feet away. It's about 60 seconds long, give or take. I don't know because for sure because I've only ever made it to like the eight-second mark. Uh, so I don't really know how long it is. I know it's about a minute. Timmy Ryan, you saw the whole thing yesterday. I watched it all and uh, made a porn noise the whole time. Yes. <laughs> so I made it. I made it through the um, the whole video rodeo. Just before video rodeo. Hey, that's a g- look at you with the titling. Hold on, I'm writing that down. Video rodeo. I'm writing that down you right now. You were trying to fuck me off, but I stayed on. It's going to be a great day. Uh, here's the disclaimer, by the way, that I wrote on the website, and then we'll we'll do some other things here. By the way, if, this is, if you really must see this, I got to uh, insist on two things. A, read the disclaimer. B, pay attention to the disclaimer. And actually, C, if you do insist on watching this video today, and it's between the hours of 11 and 3 p.m., uh, I insist that you call us first so that we can hear your reaction as you watch it. Uh, the disclaimer on my website actually says... Um, this is the only installment of this bit that we will ever do, because we'll never under any circumstances be able to find a video more revolting than this. I am warning you, seriously, do not watch it. Just don't. It's wrong. It should not be. Don't do it. For the love of God, don't watch this video, and certainly don't watch it at work. And then it says, uh, click here, but only if you really mean it. And then I have a little thing there about it. If you're going to watch it today, you got to call us so we can witness the horror firsthand uh, over the telephone. So, uh, whatever, whoever this guy is... Um Stewart, don't give me your damn you and your Rick Emerson. What are you trying to do to me? It's the, you, you, you don't need to abandon all hope, ye who enter here, my friend. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, we're joined today, as are we always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. Why? Hello, and how are you today? Hello, I'm good. All right. I'm doing very well. I'm I'm a lot better than the people who have actually watched that movie. Now, see, that now I have to, re, I have to, to tell this. So yesterday, it was around 3.30, 4 o'clock, um, and I was here, and you called me. And I called you back and I said, hey, what's up? And you're like, I'm at work. What's the, what's the URL for that video? And I said, why don't you go? Because i got to show it to Joni. Now, was it that you wanted her to see it or did she ask about it? Oh, she had asked about it. I think she secretly wanted to she see it. She inquired Yeah, she said it. that she didn't want to, but she's like, what's that website? Did you warn her? No. You did? <laughs> <laughs> well, she'd, she'd listened to the show and she had heard us talking about it. And so I finally called you and got the URL from you and then we watched it. Um, after Tatiana had left, because I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want her to be able to do Watching some sort of a... All right, now, you watch it on a, re- on a regulation computer monitor, regular I watched size? It, yeah, but it was, you know, the screen was only about yeah, like, that big. Like three by four. And we're standing, you know, like 15 20 feet, feet away. away. Now, well, I couldn't tell exactly how things came to be. I couldn't tell if it was already <laughs> there or oh, no. If... No, it's produced, and then it's there. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I was hoping that... No. no, it doesn't just... No, that's never just there. It has to come from... Because like, so- Joni and I are like, maybe it's something else. No. Maybe it's just a big... No. Optical illusion. No. Um, let me put it this way. Trains don't exist. They come from a train factory. There's a tunnel? factory. There's a factory somewhere that makes the train. And then if the train starts in Nantucket, but is ending up in Los Angeles, the train has to come out of that tunnel at some point. The train doesn't just appear in Los Angeles. There is a tunnel from which the train is extruded. Oh, that's so wrong. You know what I'm talking about. I didn't. Yeah, I missed that part because it was so far away and I kept closing my eyes. Now, did you make it all the way to the end? Um, Joni watched more of it than I did. Of course she did. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I saw a little bit. You didn't mention the, um, the intimacy. See... We're in such weird territory now because, and I do realize, by the way, for you all who are listening, that we're now talking about something 
that a probably that both of you haven't seen yet because we didn't put the link up until this morning, and that's that's my I, it, not because I didn't feel good about it. I just wasn't quite sure how to phrase the disclaimer, and so I got all this email from people. Where's the video? And I just I had to sit and really. Have like just some alone time with my own soul, just to think about how I wanted to warn people about this. So it's only been up for a while. So a lot of given cynics maybe are at work, and I really, I do, I implore you not to watch this anywhere that anybody who works with you is going to witness it, see it, listen to what. Yeah, it's like worse than you think it is. You have no idea. Listen to this. So I, what do I put? What is the? If you go to my website, every other phrase, literally every other line, I put the phrase not safe for work about 40 times in this. Just because I don't want there to be any confusion. And you know what? This show, and I'm not bragging about this, we have gotten people fired before. This show has resulted in people getting fired. And usually it's because some somebody's listening to the radio, the penis watch plays, it's really loud, some tight ass from down the hall is angry about it. Uh, they go to the HR person, then there's a dust-up, and then the guy's out there collecting tin cans to pay the rent. And I feel bad about that. So... I put a whole thing that don't watch this at work. What do I immediately get? Here's the first email from a woman named Julie. I will not identify her any further. She says, hey, while on work, uh, while at work on my lunch break, I just watched the movie. And then she says, by the way, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And then what does she follow it up with? This thing that is not safe for work. I'm debating whether to show it to my coworkers for fear of being labeled a freak. Really? Do you think? So... Anyway, all right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Actually, you know what's kind of scary? She was watching it during her lunch hour, which means she could have been eating while watching the video, theoretically. Not for long. That could be a separate prize. Like, if somebody can make it through a burrito while oh, watching that video. Oh, look at you. we got to keep you around, baby. Genius. That could be, like, that. that's that's a golden prize. Do we have any, do we have any pudding? No, but we have a plaid pantry in the <laughs> Okay, dude, you have earned your keep right there with that observation. I love the Timmy Ryan. All right. All right, so are we going to have people come in today and eat some pudding? I think the answer to that is a big yes. Okay. Uh, we'll work on that here in a bit. Uh, in for uh, Tim Riley today is Timmy Ryan working on the following stories for your edification. Stop. All right. Drew Carey says, don't fear the reefer. Did you write these teases yourself? Yes, I did. Genius. Okay. After three cups of coffee. <laughs> All right. There's a new ad that's stirring up a bunch of controversy suggesting that you can deep freeze breast milk and use it up to six months later. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Amy Winehouse sings at the VMA Awards like it's drunken karaoke night. Excellent. <laughs> I, uh, I've only heard a little bit of that, by the way, but I think we'll unveil the whole thing later. Do we have any um, dun, 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 kind of... Uh, Surprising building up music oh, here. Wait, hold on. I, well, I, I don't have surprising. Something. Well, all right, because I'll cue you and then you'll understand what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, you're gonna do. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Now openly gay, Lance Bass was once married to a <laughs> girl. Surprising, shocking. Oh. All right. oh, there you go. Whatever. Okay, there you go. Timmy Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. I'll go back uh, to my hole. What else is coming up later on today? Well, I said we got Storm, we got Aaron, we got all this stuff. It's Timmy 503. Ryan did earn his keep with that. He really did. No, the, and with that, with A, the phrase video rodeo. Now, I want you to be honest with me now. Look into my eyes. Did you steal that from somewhere? No. Genius. And he did the, the stud thing yesterday? Totally. She was Madonna stud bread. was stud bread. <laughs> um, okay, and with the idea that we have to have somebody. What is the worst thing? Now, without revealing the contents of the video here. Or uh, explicating them in any way. Brownie. What is what? You know what you were just then. This is so great. You were Lisa Simpson just then, in that episode, where the Earth is about to decay, and so they've got to like 
Like they've got to shoot a, a, a small population of Earth into space to repopulate like the, the, the civilization later. And they're putting Lisa on the plane, on the rocket ship to go into outer space. And they're now you can only take one parent. And I know this is very difficult, Mom. You know that's totally what you were. Okay, so what is the worst food we could make someone eat while watching this video? I have video? one. It would have to be something. I was thinking maybe you can ground it up like a, a roast beef sandwich and a brownie in a blender and make them drink it. Well, I see. I think it should be a, no, I mean, it a food that would not normally be revolting. I think we should take a brownie and we could mold it to a certain shape. <laughs> and then have the person gnaw on it while they're watching. <laughs> or maybe we could microwave it until it was soluble. What about uh, refried beans? There you go. See, that's what I'm talking about. We could give them the option, you know? Yeah, you can have a couple right. plates, plate A or plate B. All right. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, well, we'll get a couple of these calls here in a second. What an awful program this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, really in every sense of the word. I'm really glad. Don't. I mean, I, I, in a way, don't take this the wrong way, uh, Tim Riley, but I'm really glad that Tim is not here to witness the shame of the last day and today. Did you call me Tim Riley? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm glad that he is not oh, here. Oh, he, he, as he's listening right now. Occasionally, Tim, well, I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he's not, but occasionally there are days... Tim Riley really is the leavening force on this program. He really is the adult presence that we so sorely need because without Tim around, it just I'm not saying it, I'm not trying to knock you or today's show or us or anything. I'm just saying without Tim Riley around, we really do just degenerate into like it, it is just Lord of the Flies in here sometimes. Uh, real quickly, uh, I want to just um, mention I ran into a couple people last night at Henry Rollins who were listeners, and so hey, howdy, and it was fantastic. Uh, so. Uh, it's just an amazing show. That guy, he was so great on the air yesterday. He, he, everything I expected from that guy and more. Yet I've seen him four times live. Uh, last night was the best I've ever seen. It was the best Rollins show I've ever seen. Awesome. He, man, he's such a pro, too, because it's like they say, you know, doors open at 7, show starts at 8. And, like, you know, 8 o'clock on the nose. Like, just as I was looking at my watch, why, it's 8 o'clock. Bam, lights go down. He walks on stage, and as I was, he didn't even have the chair this time. Microphone, and I found out how cool is this. It's the same microphone every time you see him. He actually takes the microphone with him. So it is actually one microphone that he has used for like 10 years now. So he's got the microphone, a bottle of water, one spotlight. Uh, he talked from 8 o'clock until 11.05. He did three hours and five minutes nonstop. He paused once to drink from his bottle of water. He did nonstop talking three hours and five minutes, and all of it funny, hilarious, Angering, insightful, poignant, serious, not. I mean, he just, that just makes me feel like such a piker. That's been uh, a long night. He's just, I mean, well, by the end of it, you know, and I don't mean to make it more than it is, because it is just a guy up there telling stories and being funny and ranting and whatever. Um, I will just say that by the end of a Rollins spoken word thing, it's like you are so exhausted, but in a really great way because it, because he's been kind of getting you amped up, and then he's been getting you angry, and then he's and then he makes you laugh because he's hilarious, and by the and he always knows exactly when to end it because right around eleven o'clock, I was just like, okay, I gotta, I'm I'm spent, I can't take anymore, and then right that's when he went to the wrap up. You know, and he and he was like, "I'm out." Walked off stage, done. No fake encore, no anything. He was just, it was just great. So, how do you do a fake encore for a spoken word performance? Well, comics do that. Like I've seen comedians where they'll be like, you know, and the nun says, "I've got two. Good night." You know, and then they walk off, and then they come back, and then they smash stuff with a hammer. You know, or whatever. They, you know, it, I. So, it just it was it was really stripped down. It was like the verbal equivalent of just seeing like a great raw punk show or an acoustic show where there's no not that I don't love big over the top productions but there was just no BS it was just all stripped down and it was just the content it was really great I always thought he should do a workout video uh, well you know he can just talk and do a spoken word be like 
This is how I use my pecs. <laughs> this is how I work the quads. While he's busy talking I'm about... Henry Rollins. While he's busy talking about Fugazi. Exactly. So, let me tell you about being in the van going through Maryland. Uh, that would inspire me to work out. I don't think I've got... Well, let me just read a couple of these emails about the video. Then we'll take these calls. Uh, and, then we'll, and then we'll break here in a few. Rick... Would you please post on your website a brief description or overview of the content of the video so that all of us in the audience with more sense than to watch something that would result in years of therapy will know what it's all about? No. No, I will not do that. We will not describe the contents. Uh, we will not tease the contents. We will not uh, reveal the contents in any way. How about this? Rick, that was disgusting. That was revolting. That was the worst thing I have ever seen. You are a sick, sick person. Why did you put that on the website? More importantly, why did I watch it? How about this one? This is just in all caps. I'll have to just sort of phonetically read this. This one just sort of says, ah, followed by all caps again. My eyes, my eyes, the painful burning in my eyes, blorg. I can never eat pudding again. So there you go. So it has to be pudding. There you go. Uh, we'll Aaron it. had a really good suggestion. For the uh, video rodeo? Yeah. Okay. Uh, make the meat Denison's chili cool from the can. <laughs> oh, 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 there's no way. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. Do a couple of these, and then we'll come back with Lisa Desjardins. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, you guys are wimps. 20 years ago, there was a guy in Philadelphia who used to pay now, people now, to hold do up that. that. You, it, Hold on. Now, you're not going to describe the oh, no. activity. Oh, no. No, no, no. He was a high society guy. He cultivated young men, and he would pay people. <laughs> All right. And uh, actually, the best thing to prepare on the train was... No, no, no. I know where it's going. We're not going to, we're not going to finish the thought. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling. Huh. All right. There you go. Uh, I, I wish you wouldn't have hung up on him. I want to know how much that guy paid those those people. To do I know that. the story he's talking about. Actually, I'll uh, I'll fill you in during the break. Okay. I know he's a guy. He used to be on the Stern Show. The guy he's talking about used to be on the Stern Show. Uh, his name was Uncle Something or other. All right, we got break here. We'll come back after this uh, with Lisa Desjardins. Go anywhere. It's the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Program. And they're doing that Flight of the Living Dead movie where it's like zombies on a plane. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so next week, this may or may not happen. Next week, um, we might be talking to Max Brooks, who's the author of World War Z, uh, which, and we are kind of reaching a zombie critical match, but I will tell you that, uh, that, that uh, World War Z is fantastic. And that guy's kind of old school. He's the one, he kind of started the modern zombie renaissance because he wrote Max Brooks, who was Mel Brooks's kid, and how weird is that? Max Brooks wrote the zombie survival guide. And that came out a couple years ago, and that's kind of what kick-started the new zombie thing. Uh, it, that came out around the same time as 28 Days Later. And so there was like this critical zombie match that sort of... We are now a zombie event horizon, largely because of Max Brooks. And so he wrote World War Z, which I think is going to be his masterpiece. It's so good that I don't think he can ever top it. I don't even know what zombie writing he could do. He is sort of the studs turkle of zombie journalism. So I don't really know what he could do. Now to top World War Z, but, you know, anyway, we'll talk about it later. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome now from the hill. I wish I had some sort of a zombie pun. Uh, no, I got nothing. Um, wait, hold on. No, no, she's, she's got beauty and brains. Oh, Lisa, no. Lisa, Lisa Desjardins. Come on, it's the best I could do. Oh. That, was a, little, you know, full of, uh, that oh. was a little Charles, Charles Nelson Riley laugh you just did there. Oh, 
uh-huh. you can take that as a big compliment. <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley would make a great zombie. He just sort of a ready. Yeah. All right. Know the whole deal about that that we had a vote for what celebrity we should invite to the wedding, and he won. And the day after we ended the voting, and he won. The next day was the day that he died. You killed him. It's really it is your fault. You killed him with the with with your your love. You smothered him with your love. (laughs) There was nothing more he could he could achieve, I guess. Not unlike Lenny in Of Mice and Men, you. uh... Oh. Uh, All right. Anyway. Love him. I apologize. What, yeah, a strange, go ahead. what a strange couple of days it's been. <laughs> I have to tell you this. Uh, our regular news director, Tim Riley, is not here today. Right. And he's sort of a tether. He keeps us anchored to some sort of like... Right. Uh, some, you know, it, without him, we're like, a, we're like an unmoored zeppelin that just sort of drifts away from the ground up into the ether of just irresponsible broadcasting. So anyway, if I sound a little bit, um, I don't know, a little bit fragmented today, that, that may in fact be the reason. How's life? How are things? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I know you're very busy, so I apologize for kind of getting to you late today. Um, hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you uh, uh, about this attorney general nominee, this Mukasey guy. Um, yeah. Is it? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong in this. Did they ask him point blank about this? Let me back up one step. Okay. What is this waterboarding what that we're always told about? What is poetry? <laughs> what uh, is is yes. Uh, what is waterboarding? What does that mean? Does that mean here's? I'll tell you what I think it means, and you tell me how correct I am because I think I am, in some ways, a good uh, sort of arbiter of what the American, the average American guy, sort of thinks when he hears this stuff. When you say waterboarding to me. I picture Goody Proctor being strapped to some sort of like a plank and just ducked into a well until she admits that she's a witch. <laughs> now, is that at all close to what waterboarding actually is? The truth is we don't know specifically what they do, but the details that we have, we, you know, we don't know what the board is like or how exactly it works, but the technique in general usually involves hanging someone upside down and somehow pouring water over them, around them, so that you get the impression that they're that they're going to drown you. But but you know it, exactly. You know, is there really a board involved every time? Is there not? Is it a bucket? What's going? You know, is there a pool? We don't know those details, but it does it does have this simulated effect of drowning by hanging you upside down and somehow uh, rushing water over you. Now, given that according to most scientific studies, drowning is among the most painful ways to expire in mm-hmm. this life, it does sort of seem like that meets the textbook the textbook definition of torture, does it not? I mean, am I missing something? <laughs> well, this is the issue, and and that the United States. If how it defines torture, the specific ways it defines torture are very important to the people who are interrogating suspects. And I think one of the concerns here is for intelligence agents who have been using this technique. There are many reports that it was used, for example, against Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who's the architect of September 11th, that, that it was waterboarding that actually got him to give up information about future threats. We don't know that for sure, but that's what internal sources have said or put out there. Are they saying that to defend the technique? Who knows? But the fact is, chances are very good that it has been used and recently by the United States. And there are fears, of course, that people who have used it could be prosecuted uh, if it were defined as torture. Now, that put that aside, you would hope that the Attorney General of the United States would base his opinion not on uh, potential prosecution of American workers, but on what he thinks is right, what he thinks the law should be. And here, Mukasey is saying, 
I, you know, he's saying he knows about as much, he knows as much about it as you do, that he doesn't really know what's involved in waterboarding. He's not really sure the specifics of the technique, and he doesn't feel comfortable because he doesn't have that kind of classified designation in in making that kind well, of that's, judgment. That's great. That makes me feel wonderful that the guy who's actually the chief law enforcement agent in the country doesn't even have access uh, to information about the acts that he would supposedly be weighing in on. Well, just remember, though, that he actually hasn't become that chief law enforcement officer yet he's still just a nominee so he's you know he's pretty he's got the the same amount of power in theory as you or i he really he really isn't anybody special because he hasn't been approved by the senate yet so and you know you kind of can see where he's coming from on that but then you've got john mccain lindsey graham those guys who say listen just based on what we know, this is torture. You know, we think you should be comfortable in saying wow. that. Those Republicans, Graham, McCain, they are backing you, Casey, but even they have said, you really should say this isn't torture, uh, and, and this is where he's run into problems. In fact, in about 20 minutes, we're going to hear from the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Patrick Leahy. This is going to be a big punch in the gut. He's, he will confirm that he's voting against New Casey. Uh, so here's how it goes, basically. Now the vote is expected Tuesday, and New Casey needs all the Republicans on the committee, which maybe he'll get, and one Democrat. And what's interesting is the most liberal Democrat on that committee, uh, Russ Feingold of Wisconsin, He's undecided, and he may end up voting for Mukasey. I I can't take credit for this idea because it's actually a friend of mine who suggested this. But I will kind of pass this along because you know the the, the uh, I I am so fascinated by the mechanics of political uh, struggle, and I won't say propaganda, but of course each side trying to influence the other side and trying to win the hearts and minds of the American voter and the public and so forth. And so a friend of mine had this great idea for you know like the, the sort of MoveOn.org types or just anybody who is sort of appalled by the idea that our government is like you know, jamming bamboo spikes into people or whatever. And the idea was that you get a group like MoveOn.org, and this really is a this would be a, a, a brilliant little piece of PR, really, for some organization that was opposed to this kind of treatment. I'm not going to weigh in on whether it's torture or not, because I don't really know. It seems like it is, but I don't know. But the, the, the theory was that you would get um, some willing uh, subjects, you, you know, some, some folks who are opposed to this sort of behavior, and and you just produce a series of commercials that just actually shows some guy off the street. You know, you get some 19-year-old liberal college girl that wants to make a point, and you stick her, you know, in front of a camera, and you just and you waterboard her on camera, and then you slap a little thing on at the end saying, you know, is this what you want your government to do? Move on .org, and you put it on TV. You know, and you just get some some scrubbed, wholesome, all-American kid and just stick him on camera having this done to them and let the American people decide whether that's something they're for. My friend, you could make a lot of money in Washington. I'm telling you, see, you know, I can't take credit for that because I actually had a friend of mine sort of float that idea to me, so to speak. And, uh, uh, you know, but I have the idea that, you know, yeah, you just round up some wholesome, all-American, uh, you know, like somebody right off the farm in Iowa. Um and you just, you know, good 50 seconds of waterboarding with no no music, no narration, uh, you know, just a grainy handheld camera. And, you know, at the end, you just have the, uh, you know, you just have the domain name and the tagline, and that's it. So got to make sure it's not some really butch girl, though. I mean, she might be very wholesome. <laughs> no, you get one of those Ainsley Hayes-looking girls, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, there's some... Or anyone named Ainsley. Really, actually, it could be probably a man named Ainsley, and it would be similar. <laughs> a blonde girl named Pixley. Uh, no, you just get some Sweet Valley High-looking girl. Uh, and you say, look, this is going to suck. It's going to be the worst 60 seconds of your life. But how would you like to help make a really important political point? Uh, and then you set up a camera on a tripod. The more, the lower the production value, the better. You get all the paramedics, all 
all of the you know the medical people there, and but you just give her a full on uh, unvarnished waterboarding. You film it, you put it on television, and that's. Uh, look, I, I don't know a whole lot, but I know how you affect the American people, and I know what they respond to, and that's the kind of thing that will work. So, anyway. I think part of the issue here that you might not hear people talk about is that there is concern, especially from the right, over what interrogation techniques are actually going to be left. Now, you talk to John McCain again. I know he's coming up a lot, Johnny Mac, in this conversation. But he'll say, first of all, that torture doesn't work, that you'd actually get bad information. because no, after a while, they're just like, look, uh, you know, whatever, just just take the boot off of me, and I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. And he he also says that the non-physical, the psychological torture is really what get what gets the job done. And, and really, this area is mostly about your, your physical torture, you know, psychological isolation, uh, all those, you know, playing Christina Aguilera, which actually, did you, do, did you use that story at one point? I know that at one point uh, they were talking about, God, what is it they used a couple years ago? Is it, they it was... actually did use Christina Aguilera music at Guantanamo Bay. Really? They blasted it, yes. That's kind of great. That's, I, have to <laughs> tell, I have to tell you this, actually. I had a friend of mine who... This is, I think it was from Manuel Noriega, who I, I believe at one point was like holed up in his house and wouldn't come out. Is this, is this because your wife's going to Nicaragua? No, no, although she is. Nicaragua and Panama, because, you know, that's another really exciting hub <laughs> of the world. So I guess she has a craving to be covered in fire ants. Um, I had a friend of mine, though, who actually at one point was recruited uh, along with a whole bunch of other people. But he has a really deep, very resonant, he has kind of a baritone, very authoritative voice. And he speaks fluent Spanish. And he was actually rec uh, recruited at one point. To record a bunch of phrases that I don't think were ever used, but he was one of the one of the few people that was recorded uh, recruited to record a bunch of phrases, speaking as Manuel Noriega in Spanish, saying things like, "I am Manuel Noriega, and I prefer the company of small succulent boys." <laughs> and then apparently they, they this is one of the things when they had his house surrounded or whatever, they would shine these giant floodlights in so he couldn't sleep, and they would play all these horrible noises. And then occasionally on these massive speakers, they would just blare the sound of this guy speaking as Manuel Noriega announcing that. He likes small children. So, you know, there you go. I don't even know where that leaves us now. We've just gone to the very bottom rock layer here today. Uh, big plans for the weekend? Going to uh, North Carolina for a little out-in-the-country bonfire on a friend's farm. Boy, really, uh, you know, when you talk sometimes, I just, it's everything but the Little House on the Prairie theme playing in my head. <laughs> Like, I just picture you and some like a bonnet just falling down on a field of clover somewhere. You really are unbelievably wholesome sometimes. I know. It's kind of, I know. All right. Well, it's a good counterpoint, I suppose. Hey. All right. Lisa Desjardins, enjoy the rest of your uh, weekend. And, of course, uh, we will uh, have speaks with you very soon. Great. Done. Thank you, Lisa. There you go. Fantastic. All right. It's almost 1 o'clock already. Do you believe that? It's not almost 1 o'clock. It's 11.45, crazy man. I'm sorry. It's almost noon. Do you believe that? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't you feel a little untethered today? I feel a little kooky today. I know it's not bad. Sure, it's an amusing program. I'm just saying, you know what it is? It's without Tim here. I really, uh, Tim Riley, I do have this sensation. And A, I have not screwed up Tim Riley and Tim Ryan yet. Just like I haven't screwed up Lisa Goddard, Lisa Desjardins yet, although I'm always afraid I'm going to. I do have this sense, though, without Tim Riley here, that we are, it is sort of like we're balloons. And we are just sort of drifting without any kind of mooring. Uh, let's take a couple of these calls and see what people are uh, talking about today out there in the uh, out there in the great beyond. Hello, you hi, okay? you're on the Rick Emerson Have you show. had too much hey, caffeine? I've had a enough. lot of caffeine okay. today, and here's the thing: I forgot to eat breakfast. Also, I got to the Plaid Pantry today, and I was going to buy myself uh, some uh, you know some calories before the show. Did the thing of like, oh, no wallets. Realized I had ah. no wallet. Had to borrow some money from Susan Reynolds. And so here's what I've had for breakfast today, just in case I sound a little crazier than normal. I had a whole bunch of caffeine and a Luna bar. So. 
strong enough for a man, made for a woman. Uh, so that's if I sound a little, uh, you know, frazzled today. That's kind of where that's coming from. Hi, uh, hello, who is this? Ryan. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing today? Uh, what brings you to the phone, sir? I'm so happy I can't stop crying. I'm uh, I'm actually prepared to watch the video, and I'm actually at work now. What did we tell you about watching this video at work? Well, I, I know, but I'm in an office. Nobody can see me. Yeah, but they certainly also... not the IT guys. They of course can't see. Oh well, no, no, not well, that. Whatever. Okay. I was looking for a job when I got here, right? All right, well, it's your funeral, sir. All right, so you have this is the video that is posted at RickEmerson.com. Right. Again, My only I... concern is is that is, is it like is the link to YouTube or something? Uh, it's no. to a, it's to a proprietary website. It is not to YouTube. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just don't know because we do have certain firewalls and stuff. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, uh, exactly. It is, it is not to a file sharing site. It is not to YouTube. Okay. It is not to. Uh, you know, audio raters. Yeah, you want to make sure the volume's down on your computer. Yeah, make sure uh, the volume you know, the is down. I don't have speakers, and that's what I was going to ask next. Do I need them? No, no. Speakers would only make it worse, but we also don't. We, we, we really hear you. So, um, all right, again, I implore everyone not to watch this, but if you are going to watch it, we ask that you call up today so we can hear your reaction. All right, sir. Now, uh, as a man of honor, I'm going to trust that you keep your eyes on the screen. Uh, For as long you, as I can. And, and then if you have to just pull the ripcord, you just got to say, okay, I can't. I, I quit. Okay. All right, uh, Ryan, are you ready to watch that video? I'm ready. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan uh, will now watch the video, which should never be seen by anyone. Go, sir. I have clicked it. Clicked now. it. All right. You let us know when it starts. Is your firewall? Oh, coming? no. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got an uh-oh. Our, our, our company tells me that I'm doing something illegal. Really? What does it say? What does the warning say? It just says that you've gone to a website that we do not allow during work hours. How funny <laughs> that this website has actually... And i got to say this. The URL is not profane. No, not at There's all. There's no profanity on it. It, it, it doesn't host... Uh, it, I have to say that I'm really disappointed because I one I love your show I just don't get to listen to it very often because I can't get AM in my office so yeah. I can't hear you and I was so looking forward to actually having this opportunity because I was driving to the office I heard that and I thought oh this well is now we're disappointed as well this is a big buzzkill all right that's okay uh, do watch it or don't at some point though so, oh I will so you do, can... do you want me to call Monday and tell you when I did watch it yeah but see here's the thing is you don't listen to me now I'm telling you you don't want to see this Sarah am no, I right you don't hold really? on Ryan Ryan listen to a sampling of emails here. Uh, this email says, Rick, I was on hold listening to my Womb Stretcher the Magnificent CD. <laughs> um, let's see. I should never, ever, 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 ever have watched that crap. Rick Emerson, I was fairly warned, and that was tr uh, fairly warned, and that is truly the worst thing I will ever see. I should never have seen that. How about this? Rick, I hadn't been to your website today and only opened the browser, your repeated suggestion not to do it. Damn it, why did I do that? Uh, and he says, the next time you tell me not to watch something, I won't watch it. But I've lived a really safe kind of, you know, normal life, and I thought maybe I'd live on the edge and do it at work, too, and, you know... Well, that is living on the edge, sir. Although, the, the, the really freaky thing is that apparently enough people at your office have tried to watch this video already that the IT department is privy to their little reindeer games. But you games. know what? It does link to a bunch of other websites, so that could be prevented. That is true, and there are some ads. It's not a porn site as such, but there are some ads on the side. You know, one of those, click here to find hot local girls tonight. So there are some porn bands. So maybe if I, like, so. go home and ask my wife to watch it with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, be sure yeah, to do that. Yeah, bonding. Do you want to have sex with your wife again? I was, or well, anybody. Hey, look, she, she's been pregnant. I haven't had sex with her in a long time. Let me uh, let me tell you about a company called 1-800-DIVORCE. <laughs> hey, man, let me you tell you. You should sing the song. No, let's not. All right, well, uh, better luck next time, sir. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye now. All right, that's, uh... uh... Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. 
Could you do me a favor? What? I was on your website last night and couldn't find it. It's uh, it's there now. I hadn't I didn't post it until this morning. Oh, so I wasn't crazy. Okay. No. Well, it, I can't it speak was you, to that. not me. I yes. <laughs> and, and I can't speak to your relative sanity, sir, but I am saying that I I wrote it all out last night. And I actually waited until this morning. I wanted to kind of sleep on my disclaimer to make sure that it was sort of strongly worded yeah. enough. And, uh, yeah, so it's posted there now. Okay. Also, a little comment on the show. Yeah. Without Scotty, without Tim, kind of like running a race with one leg. Wait, without Scotty, without who? Tim, Tim, Tim Riley? Tim Riley, yeah. You know what? We're trying our hardest. Doing my best. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Doing my yeah. best, ass. I'm sorry. Thanks I'm so just, much. I'm just giving you constructive criticism. Okay, first of all, no. There's nothing constructive about what you just said. Yeah, what I mean, you... what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to go, you know, fish out Tim and Scotty from wherever they are? Constructive. Well, I'm sorry to say, you knew Scotty was leaving. You could have taken proactive measures to replace him sooner. You know, constructive criticism, sir, means that you have an that... alternative or you have some sort of suggestion as to how something might be done in a more productive manner. All well, you've done I, just is... gave, I just gave you something productive. Be sure. proactive in your look. <laughs> Yeah, you could real have, jerk. Seriously, I'm not a jerk. This, I'm just, this we call love started your show. really well, and now you are, your tote board is plummeting. You know what I'm saying is we love your show, but let me we just, just okay, love look, it a little more. Yep. Look, Dick, let me tell you something. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty left. Scotty left this program on Friday the 19th, all right? When did he give you notice? Okay, listen, let me finish the sentence, friend. Scotty uh, finished his uh, tenure here on Friday the 19th on the 22nd. We had, which is the next broadcast day, uh, we had someone in here uh, doing his job. Well, you have him doing his job, but not fulfilling his role. Well, there's no one who can fulfill Scotty's role. No, See, I mean, now you're just can't. asking for the impossible. Well, no, there's no, there's only could've... one Scotty. When did Scotty give his notice? Uh, about a week beforehand. Okay, so you had an entire week to, to take steps to, to attempt to replace him. Well, I, okay. You failed us. You totally failed us. Okay, don't be an ass. I guess what I'm asking. I guess what I'm asking you, sir. Note how I'm trying to take your call seriously. I am. I'm, that, I am serious. I am asking you this question, laughing boy. What is it you mean by replace, Scotty? Scotty brought a sense of humor and a sense of he was the foil to the show. So. Now, now, now we don't have that. And and, and so you're saying I need. A, you're saying we need a Republican. You need you 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 need a victim. Now you're gilding the lily with me, sir. Now you're being disingenuous. Uh, uh, a Democrat could fill in just as good as a Republican. So you're and saying a libertarian? Are you simply it. let's let's just cut to the chase? I know you're trying to spare somebody's feelings. Are you simply saying that no one on the show is dumb enough to amuse you now? No, just the way it was played before. Even even with Christine, all the way back, all your producers have added something to the show. Now there's no. That that part of the show is gone. It's and gone, gone from this place. <laughs> no, and you can, it's... you can, and you can never take it back to the way it was. And you feel empty inside because. Well, of no, it. you can always replace them. I mean, Christine was good. I mean, everybody's been good, but they're just, and it's just, it's just, there's something missing. You know, really, I think this is in a strange way kind correct. of. I almost want to dip your call in amber and preserve it because I think you are probably the first and last person who will ever call up and express these sentiments about Scotty. No offense I to Scotty. I bet I won't. I bet I won't. All right. Now, now that I've opened the door, I bet you get many calls. Yeah, yeah, they'll be flooding in right now. All right. Bye now. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there's a bright career in consulting ahead for that guy. Hello, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hi. Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? 
Hey, I'd actually called when Lisa was on the phone. I was going to tell you what waterboarding actually is. Okay, well, see, now the, the nominee for Attorney General of the United States doesn't know what it is. Well, that's just what he tells everybody else. I read a deal about it a long time ago. What they do is right. they, they strap you to a board so that you can't move, and they put your feet a little bit higher than your head, put saran wrap over your face, and pour water over the top of it. Well, they say that it feels so much like drowning that the Navy SEALs and the CIA don't even bother teaching their people how to defend against it. Wait, hold on. But, so they put saran wrap over your face and then pour water on you? Exactly. It's supposed to, it's supposed well, to how does that feel like drowning if the water's not going into your mouth or nose? I don't know. Apparently the saran wrap makes it feel like it does without actually drowning you. Is this something a guy told you at a party one time? No, no. I actually read it in the magazine. Was the magazine... Did the magazine rhyme with guns and ammo or true tales of survival? No, I think it was in like a Maxim or FHM, one of those type of magazines. A truly an unimpeachable source of information on all things yeah. militaristic. Uh, well, fair enough. I mean, look, your answer is good. Somebody told me, here's what somebody told me waterboarding was. That'll be our next, hey, that'll be uh, that'll be the next contest we can export to one of those stations in California that likes to kill its listeners. They Somebody told me that waterboarding was where they stuck a tube into your nose and just like shot a bunch of high pressure water up your nose. Which does sound like it would be excruciatingly uh, uncomfortable and would feel a lot like drowning. Right. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Thank you, sir. Okay. Have a good one, right, There you go. All right. See how we got it through that entire call without being all up in my business about how we conduct the program? Hi, you're on I'm the... Uh, in my business. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hi. Hey. You hey. Ask. We don't miss Scotty. No, I, look, I, I, you know... I tried to. I tried to give that. I don't want anybody to accuse me of being rude and cutting callers off and so forth. I no longer hang up on one out of three. I'm just saying. Look, you can't. Here's what I'm not going to do, and I don't mean to take the call. Well, it's like Bruce's idea yesterday of saying that I should have joined the show and pretended to be Christina Carlson. Right. I mean, like you can't make the same person again. And I don't mean to spend a lot of time dissecting what was obviously just a kind of a you know, kind of a douchebag call. I mean, no, the guy was funny, but I mean, he was, but he was sort of funny in the whole douchebag sort of you know niche. Um, so I don't want to spend you know as Chuck D would say, I don't want to put too much science on it. But I mean, what I, this, here's what this program isn't is is isn't is here's what this program isn't. This program is some things and it's not others. What it's not though is like. Um, what am I trying to say? It's like on uh, the Dukes of Hazard when uh, you know when what's it? Tom Wolpat and John Schneider went on strike, and so suddenly it wasn't Bo and Luke Duke; it was Coy and Vance Duke, who were like their identical twins or whatever that came in from some other county. So like when Scotty left, you know, whatever people join the show, people are on the show, people leave. What we weren't going to do is go like, hey, what we're looking for is someone to join the program and to be a comedic Republican foil, because then what you find is. You get people who apply, who then want to be on the show, who then want to uh, come on and act like a certain sort of character, which is just, which I guess some shows do, and it works really well. They have a guy who comes on and sort of pretends to be a certain thing for the show, but it's like we're, A, none of us are good enough actors to do that, and B, I think if I was listening to the show, and if we had replaced, like if, if Scotty had gone on Friday, and then on Monday, instead of Scotty J, it was like... Yeah, it was like it was like Tommy K, and guess what? He was also a dim-witted suburban Republican. I think like I would immediately go like, well, this is the most jackhole program I've ever heard in my life. So, you know, we just sort of stumbled and fell into the greatness of Scotty, and it's just there's no there's no recreating that. And to try to do it would just make me sound like all of the shows that I hate listening to. Well, I've, I was I've been in Los Angeles for three weeks without an internet connection. Yeah, and I came back and he was gone, but now Tim is just on vacation or something, right? Uh, Tim was gone yesterday and today. He'll be back Monday. Oh, fantastic. He's taking what they call personal days here at CBS. All, yes. all is well, then. 
All right, my friend. All this well. All right, thank you. Yeah, no, if you didn't hear it yesterday, Bruce Agler, our uh, programmer emeritus, uh, godlike former program director of this program, we did have this idea, and I will say that I, I went along with it for about 10 seconds, and then I just realized it wasn't going to work, that when Christina Carlson left this show in 2001, 2002, something like that, years ago, Bruce had this great idea of, I mean, it is kind of an interesting concept, of having Sarah come on the show and just pretend to be Christina Carlson and then just to act as though nothing had changed. And then people will call up and go, you're not Christina, you're Sarah. And she goes, no, I'm Christina Carlson, which is sort of, again, kind of funny in a bewitched uh, Dick Sargent, Dick York kind of way. But it's just, it's not, you know, like I said, we're just not really talented enough to pull that off. You've really got a lot more, you got to be a lot more on the ball than we are to kind well, of I make that a lot not of the, sound dumb. Well, and, you know, I know you always love that idea, but I think a good point of the show is the fact that we're all ourselves, and right. it wouldn't be the same show if I'm sitting there trying to pretend to be somebody well, else. Well, that's what I mean. It's a great idea, just not for us. I mean, it's an interesting idea for some other program that we're not on. Um... People just insist on calling us about this video. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? what's up? Uh, that guy was a complete ass, and I think that was a thinly veiled little snide comment at uh, Sarah about since uh, there's been no funny producers since Christina. I know. I, heard I didn't that. hear that line. Did he That's say that? Yeah. Oh, whatever. F that guy. Seriously. This is a great lineup you guys have. Maybe I'll go steal some material from his radio show. Yeah. Oh, that's a great. Oh wait. I'm oh. sorry. That was. I'm sorry. That makes me sound like a jerk. Hey, I'm a, uh, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I. I just wanted to say I was at that uh, Henry Rollins thing last night, and I have. I was in tears about the entire three hours, both from humor and emotion about like. I mean, it, it just everything. It was such a cool show. Thank you for recommending it. Now, was that the first time you'd seen him do his spoken word? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's amazing, and it's 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 very hard to describe because it's not stand-up comedy, it's not jokes, but it's not all serious. It's a lot of humor and a lot of sort of ranting. I hate to say ranting because that makes it sound like a Dennis Miller kind of thing, but it's a lot of you know just sort of angry observations about things or, or maybe passionate observations about things and about politics and the war filtered through stories that he told this amazing story. I don't have time to recap the whole thing, but he told this amazing the story, the Ruts. This yeah, punk band, beautiful. this legendary punk band from England called The Ruts that was together for one year back in the 70s, lead singer overdosed, and they never released another record, never toured, never did anything. They released this one record, and then the guy died immediately. And so they immediately became this underground legendary band, and he has talked about them for like 20 years in interviews. Oh, this band, The Ruts, that nobody's ever heard of. Turns out that the lead guitarist had inoperable cancer. And they wanted to get together because they never, ever got to tour. They wanted to get together and do one live show somewhere. And so it was the original guitarist who had cancer, drummer, bass player, and then they called Henry Rollins to come sing for them because they'd always seen him talk about their band in interviews. And he told this amazing story of, like, this one show that this band played. And it was last year with him and then some guys from The Damned and whatever. And it was just, I'm not doing justice to it, but it was an amazing story that he told. Kind of funny, but mainly just gripping and poignant. And it was, yeah, it was wonderful, so... And then did, did you hear that he said that uh, yesterday was Paul's funeral? Yeah, yeah. The yesterday, yeah. Then the guitarist actually died uh, yeah. shortly after that, and yesterday was his funeral, which is probably why he told the story. So, it, well, well, I'm glad was, you enjoyed it, sir. It was very emotional, very funny, great, great recommendation. Go, uh, go, pick up some of his CDs. Um, I will. Some of his spoken word stuff. It's, it's all, it's amazing. So, thank you, Excellent. thank you, my friend. All Good right, day. here we go. Break after this. When we come back, Timmy Ryan, are ye preparing news for us? Sí, señor. Microphone off. <laughs>
And you got, now, you I got I your own button. You, you got really a button. do. You got a big on button over there. I thought. I saw you playing with it yesterday. No, I didn't touch it. I thought that my job was to come in here, kick back, demand the green M&Ms taken out, and have Sarah do all the work. No. Okay. Well, I'm clarified. Okay, so check it out. All right. There you go. On. <laughs> on. All right. There we go. We'll be, we'll be back after this. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Uh, coming up later on, CNN Radio Correspondent Ed McCarthy, Storm Large, Wade McCollum, Aaron Duran, and more. You stay there. Taking by 70 Solid State Radio. Don't go anywhere. All right. Why, hello. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. Uh, more of your phone calls coming up in the immediate future. Later on, CNN Radio correspondent Ed McCarthy, Storm at Large, and Wade McCollum from Cabaret, Aaron Geek in the City, Duran. Ladies and gentlemen, in for Tim Riley today. Will you please turn your attention to the man sitting to my immediate right? It's Timmy Ryan. Time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Yes, it is the T-Dog in the hood. Please don't say that. Ever again. Don't, What's up? Don't. No. That's what they used to call me when I was growing up on the East Coast. They'd be like, yo, T-Dog, how's it hanging today? I'd be like, What's up? Not really. Bad. All right, here we go. Bob Barker. If you ever watch The Price is Right, we all did. You know, waking up, playing hooky from work. He used to famously close each episode of The Price is Right saying, please spay and neuter your pets. Well, he was a staunch supporter of that. However, Drew Carey, he's a staunch supporter of The Reefer. Yes. Uh, he is now supporting an organization that supports the free use of medical marijuana. Now, is he, was this on on The Price is Right, or was this somewhere else that he said Well, it? no, he's he's not supporting on The Price is Right. I mean, that would be kind of funny at the end if he'd be like, remember, guys, remember to uh, support remember the to, local remember, reefer dealer. Remember to spark one. This is Drew Carey <laughs> saying to pack yourself a fatty today. Well, which is which would be totally appropriate because the here's who watches the prices right: uh, the unemployed and depressed, mm-hmm. uh, old people, and college students who are just stoned to the gills. That's at, or, or just sitting there, just sleeping it off, you know, or you know, just living through their hangover with a big bowl of Cheerios. In yeah, front you know, of the it'd be television. great if if the craft service table is actually on the stage at all times, so <laughs> I can get to it. I haven't watched it. <laughs> Somebody told me that they have sort of revamped the show. Have you seen it since Drew Carey took over? No, because I'm actually working and have a life now. I uh, see uh, Rob Spiewak on. Uh, um, uh, Donna Mike show. He's, he's got this whole thing about. Uh, he's kind of strangely obsessed with the prices, right? And he, he apparently they've redone the theme song a little bit. Um, and I don't know whether they've changed this because that set. The great and weird thing about the prices, right, is how it never changed. It sort of looked like this weird Sid and Marty Croft esque. Uh, you know, a universe where everything was from about 1971, and the budget for the entire show was like nine dollars. And it's you know, and the, the Plinko game in 1975 was the Plinko game in 2005. It never changed. It never altered. Um, so I don't know to what extent that they you know they sort of revamped it with Drew Carey. You know, they should have kept the show in its state and you know kept giving away the 1971 um, Gremlin or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they should totally. Hey, that's a great idea. Somebody yeah. should totally do that where they do a vintage. Game, game show, show. Right. Like, like a vintage, and not like reruns, like in the Game Show Network, but um, they ought to do, like VH1 or somebody, ought to do a, a game show that is the, the set is dressed and everything is done like it's 1978, and you win a bunch of 70s prizes. That would be cool. I think we're trademarking it right now. That, no, that's a great, that's Let's like the it. ninth great idea we've had today. Awesome. Fantastic. All right, I don't know what you call it. Um, 
But you know, yeah, and then then you win some other stuff on the side that you actually want or whatever. Um, but yeah, but you pl- you play like uh, '70s trivia, '70s music, '70s costumes for '70s. And prizes. and they give away the money. The money that they give away was only big like in 1970. So it's like you win 122 dollars. And <laughs> back then they they were pretty happy about getting 122 bucks. Well, you know what's weird is when you go back and you watch some of yeah. those game shows, and it is like the prizes are just. I mean, it's just nothing. It like if you watch um. What is that game show? It was like Sale of the Century or something. Although uh, Joker's Wild was like this, too. Where at the end, the Wink Martindale guy, he would literally say, And you're going home with $205. And I mean, it's just... They were happy with a lot less back then. There was yeah. really the 70s. It was a more innocent time. All right. I digress. This is great. Smell that smell, the 49-year-old comedian says as he walks into an L.A. medical marijuana dispensary. That's the smell of freedom. That's what he says in the video. Excellent. Good for you, Drew Carey. That's the smell of hippies. I digress. Here's another cool story. This is the breast milk ad I was talking about. Attention, Sarah Dillon. Mm, Thank you. Get the breast pump out. Do it right now, please. (laughs) Hold on. Pay no attention to the grinding noise in the background. I'm going to try milking myself someday. When it comes to feeding infants, when it comes to feeding infants, breast milk is best. But what do you do with too much of a good thing? With the freezer overflowing with breast milk, she has pumped. That's the worst (laughs) phrase I've ever heard. I'm sorry, my freezer is overflowing with breast milk. Which would you like to, Bob? Do you want to go to the movies tonight? I can't. I got to stay home. My freezer is overflowing with breast milk. I uh, maybe next week. Okay, with her freezer overflowing with the milk of the breast, she has pumped and her four-month-old daughter refusing to nurse from a bottle, 22-year-old Martha Heller. <laughs> yes, Just it's a run-on. Plunging really on ahead. Of Tiffin, I have no idea where the hell that's at, decided to take out a newspaper ad. She quotes a saying, I tried to figure out what to do with it. I'd much rather a baby use it because at some point we'll have to throw it away. The baby? The milk. I'm the sorry. milk. Go ahead. Correct. <laughs> Heller says she donates the milk to the University of Iowa's base Mother Milk Bank of Iowa. The Mother's Milk Bank. And uh, she's trying to sell for 200 bucks on the newspaper ad. So she donates the stuff that she can, and then the milk that they won't take, she's trying to sell for like 200 bucks. I don't understand how you could... This is really way more discussion about this than anybody, especially Sarah, wants. But I don't understand how you can sell... Who's going to pay $200 for breast milk? Don't mothers... I mean, they've they've got boobs. I mean, well, no, but I mean, if you're a mom, like, doesn't that thing when you have a baby, doesn't it activate the whatnot and you... I don't know. This is Iowa. None of us have children. You don't have any kids, do you? Uh, Not that I know of. Uh, uh, Oh, I knew that was uh, coming. Me too. I wasn't prepared with the... Wait, hold on. I didn't know that... uh, I didn't know there was going to be... So, well, whatever. Is that just for some guy in I like think a, that everybody... a rub, big rubber diaper and a pacifier? Is that who's buying that? Oh, probably. Echo, echo, echo. I realize no, I'm, that I'm still stumped whether know. or not all mothers make breast milk. No, I think... I think they do. I think they taught us that in health class. I think in, it's a choice whether class. or not you want to. No, here's what I remember from health class. That when you have a baby, uh, or maybe it's actually, you know, and I say this now, but even as I say this, I'm telling you, don't call and clarify because... Once I say this, I think we're all going to move on. I do believe that when you're pregnant, you know, the hormones flood your body or whatever, and they turn on various... You know what it is? Here's what it's like, Sarah. It's like it on Golden Pond. When Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda go to the cabin, uh, the cabin which hasn't been used, and they take all the tarps off, and they, uh, you know, they uh, they beat all the blankets out of the clothesline, and they, you know, they uh, they polish the floor because the cabin hasn't been used. 
But it's summertime, and so the cabin needs to be open for business. Here's a question. Yes. This is a good question. Uh-huh. Can you give a guy a hormone and have him produce breast milk? Because we have nipples, theoretically something to uh, And I believe men have mammary glands as well, because really? I do believe that all zygotes or fetuses or whatever, feti, I do believe they all start off as oh, female. right, right. And there's guys with man boobs big enough to, like, you know, accommodate a baby. It's so... really kind of getting gross. Oh, I know, but it's a scientific question. I am. It is. It's true. It's science and the, this is the a world show of, of science, tomorrow. Sarah. Today, this is. This <laughs> With is, you two. Uh, uh-huh. um, because I, I do believe that all babies start off as female, and then they differentiate it, well, however many weeks or whatever. So it does seem like you could give a guy a hormone. Well, if you can give a guy a hormone to turn him into a, a woman for a sex change operation, it seems like maybe part of that would be uh, you breast know, producing breast milk. Why are we talking about this? Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Rickster, how you doing, buddy? Hi, whoever this is. Oh, this is Rob. And, I, I, you know, I called up yesterday and I made the mistake of calling in just about uh, exactly one minute before uh, What's-His-Face came on for his interview. And I sat on the phone for about 25 minutes. And sadly enough, I didn't get to talk to you. But oh, Henry, Henry Rollins. Yeah, yeah. I called back today. You yes, know sir. why I called back today? I haven't the vaguest idea. Because you are good enough, you are smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Huh. Okay? Let's start small. Uh-huh. Wah, wah. Um, anyway, uh, two part two part question for you. Uh, the first one, I was going to be that guy that called up and asked about the uh, the movie you guys are watching, uh, the little video. Yes, but, uh, yes, the video the, that should uh, not be seen. Yeah. yeah, but from all the vague, nondescript comments I've heard, I think I kind of get the gist of it. Would you like um, to hear? Would you like to hear another email that we've received from somebody about it? Why not? This one says, Rick, in the future when you issue a warning, I will know that you are not lying to me. Jesus Christ, why did I watch that? How about this one? This one says, a-hole, Rick, I thought you were all just being a bunch of pussies. I probably made it through 15 seconds, and then I said, okay, that's enough. He signs it, I am a pussy as well. All right, so there you go. Anyway, the other point that I had was that... Yes, I've got a girlfriend who is way into, like, Halloween, Halloween makeup and everything like that. Her and her mom have been doing, like, uh, using uh, gelatin and silicone for years and years. And I did this uh, uh, on Wednesday, on, on Halloween. She made me up as a zombie, went to the Rogue Brewery downtown, and uh, entered the zombie contest, and we took it hands down. Now, she's, she's getting all excited and really into wanting to do this popular career as Hollywood makeup. I'm kind of sad Tim isn't here, so I know he's got a little bit of a real movie background, but I'm wondering if anybody knows how somebody might break into that. Are you asking? Let me ask, I, let me understand this now. Are you seriously asking the people on this show about advice breaking into the successful world of filmmaking in Hollywood? <laughs> really, honestly, can well, I just tell you? Hold well, on, just a second. Just, just, sure. Let me just clarify here. Realize that one of our big upcoming events is going to be next Wednesday's premiere of the Music Within, a film starring Ron Livingston, and shot here because we think there was maybe the tiniest, smallest chance that either Tim or Sarah may be on screen for half a second as an extra. Now, okay. I want you now to then, having processed that, think through the advice that you are seeking from the people on this program. One of whom isn't even here today. It, this 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 is true, and you know, uh, I didn't have as much faith like in you guys generally. <laughs> Thanks. Right, love you. But uh, uh, maybe if anybody listening. Well, here's what I would do. All kidding things. aside, here's what you should do. Uh, I, I would go to. Um... God, there's a website for like the Northwest Film Center or whatever it is. But I would start with this. Go to Craigslist, and on Craigslist there is always, always, always somebody making a short film. Uh, a, a student film, an indie film. I can tell you this right now. Um, there's a guy, uh, my, my friend uh, Nate, is actually making a short film right now. 
uh, you know, and he's always got about 15 projects going, and, uh, you know, just anything, you know, it's probably not anything that's going to make any money, they're not going to, uh, you know, it's probably not going you know, to line anybody's pockets or anything, but he's got a kind of a funny idea for like a 12-minute short, and he and some friends over the next couple of weekends, he's written it, they're going to be shooting it, editing it, everything, and it'll probably be done next month, just, you know, to kind of amuse themselves, there is always, and he's a really skilled filmmaker, but he's just sort of making it for the love of the craft, there are all, the one thing I have found, with the little bit of filmmaking I have done here, there are always, always people in Portland making a film or wanting to work on a film. So if you are willing to work uh, long hours, no pay, degrading conditions, uh, realizing you'll probably never make any money at it, but you want to do it just for the craft, there's always a place in Portland that needs guys to work on a film. You do it long enough, maybe you meet a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who might know a guy. That's Very And I, I'm not trying to be comical about it. That really is no, the way no, you do yeah. it. No, Just, uh, uh, that, that, that makes sense. No, it's going to be a lot yeah. of uh, hard work. So and, go uh, check out Craigslist, no though. If you're really, I'll tell you this. I, I did a, I, and this is the last thing I'm saying. We have to move on. But I, I did a short film a couple years ago called Remote Control that had one, not special effects, but it did have one makeup intensive scene where there was a, 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 a corpse. You'll hear a guy on the show occasionally named Todd the Corpse, and he got that name because he played a dead body in this film I made. And... It, it, the deal was that he had died from like a gunshot wound to the head or something. And I got to tell you, the woman who came in, her name is Kat, who came in and did the gunshot wound for him. I mean, it really is an art. It was incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people always need stuff like that. So if you're good, go to Craigslist, post something. I guarantee you somebody will be in touch with you. Very cool. Thank you, sir. Thank and, you. and last last note, last note. Uh, if, uh, uh, if, if, if you guys haven't been to Grand Central Bakery on Hawthorne and about 22nd, I highly suggest you go. They have the best pastries in the world. Oh, they have the great cinnamon yeah. rolls. They, they have, have the yeah. greatest egg salad sandwich with the olive loaf bread. They Absolutely. also have this this croissant with ham and cheese inside of it. It's really That's good. Bread in the world, and 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 I gotta say, big ups to Stephanie and Alexa and uh, Kate and Robbie and uh, and all the uh, other girls. And grandma, and and grandpa. Anybody else uh, I forgot about? And Jesus. Okay, bye. Thanks. Jesus. Today is weird. That sounded like an infomercial, flowing like the river Ganges. God damn! And at, at a certain point, it sounded like he segued from Grand Central to a strip club somewhere. Thanks to Alexi and Tiffany and Amber and Jasmine. Hi, Sarah. What's up with you? Do you mind if I run around and get some coffee? Why not? I'll get it for you if you'd like. Oh, that would be lovely. Tim Ryan, why don't you continue with the news and I'll get Sarah some coffee? Cool. All right, get the audio ready. Here we go. Troubled singer Amy Winehouse was a winner at the MTV Europe Music Awards uh, last night, but struggled when performing on stage. The rehab singer received the Artist Choice Award, chosen by fellow musicians. However, uh, if you have the audio, she was just slurring all over the place. Was this Back to Black or whatever? Is this, what's the song? I don't know what the song is. Yeah, it's Back to Black. It's a different version of it. <laughs> what language is she singing in? <laughs> this is she's it's singing. Bad, the video. Does she look uh, stoned or something? She's not moving. She's doing like the Britney Spears like light shoulder movement dance thing. What is this on MTV? Uh, Europe. Europe. Yeah. MTV Europe. They have different standards over there. To her credit, though, unlike Britney, she's actually singing. Oh, oh, oh no, you can she's tell she's singing. She's singing, not, you know, uh, lip syncing. 
she's singing like a like that made up language The Sims use. I think I sang Marvin Gaye at karaoke night like this a few weeks ago. That's Uh, yeah, and I think you nailed it earlier when you were saying it's like a muscle relaxant or, or sedative. She's, right, she, she's not drunk. She's too relaxed to sing because she can actually try to remember what she's singing. Her mouth just won't. Right, it's like she wants to say something, but it's like... Her mouth is just too uh, rubbery to kind of... You know. That's it. You can tell, too, because she keeps... Yeah. Like she's playing with her... Like she'll reach up, look, and it looks like she's taking on a piece of gum. Then she'll sit there and lick her lips in between like, every sentence. Like uh, when you go to the dentist. Like when yeah. they check up your mouth at the dentist and, your and, you're, all and it's all asleep. And you're, like, you know, the Bill Cosby, you know, rrr, 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 thing. She's still hot, though. You no, know, no, she's still hot. I mean, kind yeah. Of. She's still really hot. Did you see that great photo of her, like, with her arm all covered in blood the other day? Amy Winehouse? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sexy. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's Amy Winehouse. Anyway, you know, she's she's going to keep getting drunk and popping pills and, and making us laugh and making us want to do you it. You know, I think she'll be around for a while, though. I don't think she's going away uh, because she has stumbled onto a kind of a cool or her producers, whoever it is. Because her, because correct me, maybe I don't know this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but her early records don't sound like that. No. Right? And like she didn't look like the that. The kind of pseudo Motown thing. She was kind of big back then. I mean, you know, not to judge. I'm not a Greek. Well, she, she wore little she flowery like, dresses and had no tattoos and just plain hair. Like, she looked completely normal up until about a year ago. And you somebody said, had this idea that, like, well, it's just not working. We need a new approach and a fresh look. How about Diana guys, Ross? Are you guys suggesting that the music industry would use somebody like a puppet for their own financial gain? What are you talking about? I don't know what Hell I'm no, they wouldn't do that. I, They're all about substance. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sully anybody's company image. equals substance. <laughs> <laughs> Avril Lavigne is really punk. No, I'm just... I, man, we, we have the greatest clipper we used to. I wish we still had that clip of Avril Lavigne. Um, I think she was introducing somebody at an David award Bowie? show. She called him David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, it was genius. Here's uh, Tim Ryan. Let's do a Britney watch. And I like Yay. your style, Tim Ryan. Here's Timmy Ryan with the Britney watch. Here's your Britney watch for Friday. All right, here we go. Apparently, Britney is a big spender. Surprise, surprise. Court papers released today in the Britney Spears custody dispute with Kevin Federline show that she spends lavishly on clothes and entertainment and doesn't save or invest any of her roughly $737,000 monthly income. I know that perhaps spending rates in the entertainment industry are higher than those of the general populace, but how is it that you can... I really honestly want to know this. She already owns a couple homes. Yes. She owns numerous cars. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you spend $700,000 a month? Drugs. Well, that's your assessment, Tim Ryan. I'm not Drugs saying that. Drugs and also, I mean, like the I handbags guess, and the I mean, purse. I mean, she carries like a new Fendi purse every day, which is like five or $6,000 a that, pop. That's true, I guess. I guess if you're just... It, it, I guess. I mean, they, they tell these stories about Didi Ramon, how Didi Ramon used to leave the house every day. And his whole part of his OCD was he would buy watches constantly. And so even when he was really making a lot of money off Ramon's royalties, uh, and those guys never really made a lot, but he would be buying like two, three, four, five watches a day. 
uh, and I guess that's a small microcosm of the kind of addiction that you might have if you're Britney Spears, if you're some sort of consumer addiction. You know, I wouldn't blame her for spending the money if she was spending it, like, on, on talent lessons and dancing lessons <laughs> and liposuction, detox. Like, I would, I'd be like... Right on. But, you know, she's spending on things that she really doesn't need. She's spending it on dresses that she's going to soil with something from the takeout. Ugh, all right. My monthly take-home income is like 160 bucks. Most of that goes to top ramen and beer. So... And boxed wine, Cameron. Boxed wine. wine. There we was, had a nice Franzia conversation before the show today. There's a great discussion in the studio here about everybody's drink of choice. How did that even start? Were you talking about what you were drinking well, last night? I went over to my friend's house last night, um, my pregnant friend. Was um, she drinking boxed wine? She was not drinking boxed wine. No, I was... Well, we used to have our wine nights. Now it just kind of consists of me drinking the wine and so really, their farm and the baby. So you were drinking for two? Yes. Okay. Then she was not. Excellent. <laughs> uh, farming the baby. She's a little baby farmer. She's sitting there incubating. Yep. Uh, and so what were you drinking? And it was moving, and you could see it moving, and I touched her stomach once, and you could feel its entire foot, because she's due in like a, like a week and a half, yeah. two weeks. Yeah, get the flamethrower now. Mm. And what? What did you say? Nothing. What were you drinking? Last I was night? drinking. Well, I had. Um, well, I was drinking with her. Um, her boyfriend. Her, the her man. The impregnator. The impregnator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some uh, Hogue white wine, the Pinot Grigio, and then I had some Bellissera. It's going to be a beautiful evening. <laughs> or as they say in France, it's going to be a Bellissera. Oh, wherever it is. A Bellissera evening. A Bellissera evening. Uh-huh. Whatever. Is that Whatever guy? was like five ninety nine at Safeway. Don't we air those ads, too, where they got, it's going to be a Bellissera. La, la, la. Yeah. They need to amend that, but it's going to be a horrible, horrible morning. <laughs> it's be a Bellissera and a morning filled with up. shame. <laughs> You're going to wake up next to somebody <laughs> who you don't know who talks in this accent. <laughs> uh, who made uh, love to you? Uh, I think we've still got a big box of wine back here, actually. Hold on. Let me look. Can I have a sip? You can have the box. Oh, Timmy Ryan. Oh. Did you take public transportation here today? No, and i got to go to another radio station. He can just have a little sip. Well, listen to this sound. We have an entire <laughs> box of Franzia. How's my favorite sunset blush? Now, this doesn't have to be refrigerated, does it? No. No. Excellent. This is, um, how many, how, five? Let's that sucker open. Uh, serve chilled, Sarah. Sure. I will not hear, I will not serve this wine at anything but the right temperature. Five liters Franzia Sunset Blush Table Wine with Natural Flavors. Table Wine. Table. <laughs> <laughs> Whose table is that on? My mom's, apparently, but that's about it. Card Table Wine. My mom loves her box wine. God bless her. Uh, we've got that, and we've got all of the Mad Dog that Scotty left. Really? You got Mad Dog? And Night Train. Night Train? That reminds me of, like, ages 12 through 15. And Thunderbird. I've never had Thunderbird. And some Jaeger and some You know what I want to find? I want to go into a bar and, like, be able to order a pint of Old E. Like, can I have a pint of Old English? Oh, they have bars. Like yeah, that. I mean, they, 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 they have places served. Come on, this is Portland. I've never seen a bar that actually has Oldie where I can get it on tap. I remember at Joe's place, um, they it's something different now. It's, I think it's the Nest now on Alberta. They used to serve 40s. Any kind of 40 you want. But can you it's get a bottle, but not on tap. But though. on tap. I'm talking about like old, Oldie or whatever. Uh, what on tap malt liquor? Reserve. Like a yeah. malt liquor. You just want right? a malt liquor. Bar. I want in, in a pint glass. In a, in a pint glass. <laughs> Why don't you just bring your 40 in from like your car and just dump it into a pint glass? Because it's not the same because I want it poured to me. You want to... How do you know that it would be better? Maybe it's better when it's no, congealing. I think it's well. all about the aesthetic. I think he wants the touch of class. I'd like some Saint Ives. Sarah, because tap, I'm, I'm a classy guy, as you can tell. I am full of class. Not unlike Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Billy right. D. kicks ass. Uh, let's see. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hey, Rick. How you guys doing? What's up? Hey, you touched on the PIR. The Price is Right. And uh, have you seen Dane Cook? He did this. Uh, he did his uh, show on. Uh, I think it was David Tells' Omniac tour. 
but it was a great bit. And I'm just enjoying some boxed wine. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Me too. But uh, he pretty much touched on the same topics you did. <laughs> as far as the price is right. Goes. Wait, so let me understand this. So, so you're, so Dane Cook was on David on Insomniac. Yeah, it's the Insomniac tour. It was on Comedy Central. All right, okay. I try to. Can I just tell you? I don't mean to knock on a guy that you may like. I try to avoid anything with Dane Cook in it. Oh really? But Dane Cook makes me angry. Really? I don't know why. I'm not. Look, and again, I, I, I don't. Henry Rollins actually was doing this thing last night about how everybody's got one record in their collection that everybody else hates, but that you will, like, defend right. to the death, right? And he was talking about, like, at his house, he's got, like, a Kajagoogoo record or something. And he's like, everybody owns one record, and your friends will make fun of it, but, like, you will, you know, you, you just won't have it, you know? Yeah, I'm funny that way. You know, I'm, are you listening to Kajagoogoo? Yes! You want to make something of it? You know? Oh, oh hey, well, what about this video, this disgusting video? Well, let me just, but let me, before we go into that, let me just say, so I know that a lot of guys are, re and guys especially, are really into Dane Cook. Chicks like his hair, but guys a lot of times think that Dane Cook is funny. I just don't. He, uh, uh, God love him, it's hard to make it in comedy or show business at all. I, you know, I, he has all the success, and God, God bless him for it. Uh, he just, he's not funny, and he kind of makes me want to punch him for some reason. I see Dan Cook, and I kind of want to hit him. Or maybe it's an, uh, an Asianal thing, because... An Asian thing? Asianal, I just made that up, of, of how old we are. He, he kind of appeals to the college crowd, you know. That's I suppose, the I mean... The jeans and the t-shirt, you know? I guess, I mean, you know, maybe. I, I mean, it, definitely the guys I know that are into Dan Cook are younger than I. Maybe it's an age thing, maybe it's not. I just, here's my whole thing, and I don't want to turn this into a big... You know, referendum on Dane Cook. I will say this: that when I listen to Dane Cook do his, or I watch him do his stand-up, I kind of always wonder when the jokes are going to start. Like I kind of watch. I'm like, okay, waiting for the punchline, and no. And the only punchlines I've heard Dane Cook do, frankly, are the ones that, that like he's ripped off from other people, which mm -hmm. is the other thing. He's well, kind of a joke-stealing mother with, effer. So. With comedy, that kind of goes on quite a bit. It just gets rehashed and reworded. Yeah. But we can all agree on his observations of the prices, right? Well, apparently. the prices, right? Bit was funny. So just... Yeah, about the video though, you don't want to watch that. I I have to watch. Where it. are you at? Are you near a computer? I'm at the computer, but I have the funky old dial-up. Well, like, uh, I can't stream anything, so I was wondering if there's a way I could download it. No, well, maybe, but I don't know what it is. And uh, you might not want to do that. Yeah, you might not want to have that sitting on your computer. Where, like, are you married, sir? Yeah, you don't want to have that sitting on your computer because there's no explanation in the world you could give your wife for why that video is on the kid. Well, the radio show told me to do it. It's not going to wash. Well, the kids would probably be even worse, I guess. Oh, you don't want your kids to see that. Your kids see that. They're going to be setting fires and killing kittens by this time next week. Yeah, if they're not already. Yeah, so don't. Yeah, you don't want to watch it, sir. Take same, my advice. On the same note, have you ever checked out Rotten.com? Oh, I'm OldSchoolRotten.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. No. Just, that was one that yeah. I actually literally had to turn it off. Where? What was the thing you saw yesterday, Sarah? The guy been hit by a truck? Oh, it was awful. Was that a local thing, or was it like a Rotten.com type picture? I don't know. I didn't look at it long enough. No, it was somebody who had been squished by a truck, and it was so bad. Who sent it to you? Nobody sent it to me. I was on my friend's MySpace page, and I went down, and I was going to leave her a comment, and I looked and it was on there uh. and it took me a second because i'm like oh this is supposed to be a joke i'm like no that's an actual photo of someone squished by a car i oh. saw the worst thing and oh. please don't start calling about horrible things you've seen on that but i saw the worst thing on rotten it was like a motorcyclist who had been thrown over the you know he hit something he's thrown over the handlebars of the bike dude that was the one that i saw and he's coming down and he lands on like a sharpened post <gasps> and then it's like him on the gurney like a huge, it was, you know, he was, he basically, I'll just have to say, he looked like a human popsicle. Oh. He was just mounted on a stick. Well, it I was, saw the one where it was some sort of accident, but the guy's face was literally just peeled yeah, off. Yeah, it's no good. That sounds like faces All of right. death. Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye now. All right. Here's Tim uh, Ryan in for Tim Riley. Here we go. Do we want to talk about a cat or Lance Bass? Oh, wait. Did we finish the Britney watch?
Uh, Britney's porn yeah. stupid. There you go. There's your Britney watch for uh, yeah. Friday. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll take a break here. Take a break. Come back. More of uh, Timmy Ryan and for Tim Riley. Uh, later on, we'll have uh, Storm Large, uh, Wade McCollum, Aaron Geek in the city, Duran, and Ed McCarthy all on the way. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. A frequently heard statement on this program, but never more true than today. This show is just ripping by. It's almost 1 o'clock. That doesn't even seem possible. Well, what can you do? All right, it's 503-733. Sometimes it just seems like a tedious eternity. Today, the show is just going by blinding speed. Let's read another uh, email, then we'll get a couple from Tim Ryan, then Ed McCarthy. Uh, will join us coming up later on. Storm Large, Wade McCollum, Aaron Geek in the City Duran, the top five. This email says, about your, quote, not safe for work video, end quote. Rick, that was beyond disturbing. More so by the fact that the people in this video are actually kind of hot. You have ruined not only my desire for anything on the Internet, but I will never eat ice cream again. You are a bad, bad person, says Jason. You know, here's the thing. A disclaimer, a warning is in fact just that. Like when you're walking down the street and it says, caution, falling rocks, and then you walk through there anyway, and then you, suddenly you get a, uh, you know, a stalactite through the top of your skull. There is a warning telling people not to watch it. I, I don't really know what can be said beyond that. Um, how about this one? This one says, um, Rick, after listening to yesterday's show, I gave in to temptation and watched the video. Why didn't I listen? I'm sure I'm one of many to say, why on earth did I not take your advice? Why didn't I listen to Sarah when she said that she chose not to watch it? I thought I had an iron stomach. I've never flinched at a horror movie. I've witnessed homeless drug addicts in Old Town getting ready in the morning, for Christ's sake. My mom taught Dee Snyder, and I had a meal with Twisted Sister as a kid. After watching this video, I threw up in my mouth. Signed, best show ever, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Uh, let's do a couple more here with uh, Timmy Ryan, and then we'll join Ed McCarthy. Why, hello, sir. Why, hello, what's up? How are you doing, my, my friend? I'm all right. I have to say hi to my friends at Stumptown Poker, just so you know. Why, hello, Stumptown Poker. They're, they're, it's a free poker league. I'm just letting you know, because they're all listening right now. Wait, hold on. Sarah's interjecting here. What? You know, I, I, let's just do, let's do Ed, and then... Are we doing uh, do, yeah. and Timmy Ryan? Mm -hmm. This is why Sarah gets paid the large dollars. Yeah. Okay. the only one that really at knows least I got my plug in. on here. All right, poker. Hi. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. CNN radio correspondent Ed McCarthy. Hello, sir. Rick, happy Friday to you. Hello, my friend. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Uh, all right. Well, so, look, I don't mean to sound flip about this, but is this, well, first of all, is this the space shuttle or the space station that things are falling off of today? Space station, because they were rolling that thing out, which is that big solar panel, and uh, they found a big rip in it. Have they thought about just asking, I don't know, like Toyota or somebody to build these space stations? Because I got to tell you, look, let me, uh, let me, I got a Toyota that's got about two hundred and eighty thousand miles on it, and you know what? I, I don't even remember to put oil in that thing most of the time, and it just runs forever and ever. It just nothing falls off, nothing breaks. The windshield wipers still work. The radio functions flawlessly. Every it's been stolen a couple times, but nothing's perfect. I 
I just so anyway. And when they say international space station, what? It's a dumb question. What does that really mean? What countries are, are involved in this? Well, Russia, for one. Well, there you, there you go. I think we've identified the source of the problem. Every, every uh, once in a while, they will have uh, an international traveler that will uh, go to the space station. But it's supposed to be a, you know, a stopping-off point here. You know, it's a work in progress as they're building the darn thing, and they want to get it so that uh, they'll be able to make stops there, and then the next shuttle would be, you know, to the moon and Mars. So but, when, when something breaks on the space station, do they send the space shuttle up to fix it, or do the guys on the space station have to do, like, some spacewalk with a pair of pliers and a hacksaw? To, yeah, like, well, that's what they're going to do tomorrow, basically. Uh, it's going to be kind of tricky because they say that the thing is charged, and, you know, they've got to be really super careful, otherwise they could get shocked by this thing. And so this is, and so it's a panel or it's something that's torn on it, right? Yeah, exactly. They think when they were getting it out and they have these like these little, you know, metal loops or whatever, and they 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 come through. It's kind of like putting string through or wire through, uh, you know, one of these little metal hooks that they have, and uh, they got a fancy little space name for it. But uh, that's pretty much it. So they think when they pulled it apart or whatever, it it, it got snagged and ripped. So now they've got to go out and they've got to kind of fix it tomorrow, and it's going to be uh, interesting because it's not your typical spacewalk. They are about a half an hour away, or typically they like to have them about a half an hour away from the shuttle in, in space time, is, 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 about is, an hour away. So you know they're they're always fearful. They don't want to get too too far away, but they got to go up on this big boom. And, and do the job. I know they're closing down the space shuttle program here in a few years. Is the space station, uh, is it just up there like forever? People just going to be living in that thing like some space apartment until the end of time? Or is it like, like a limited mission? That thing well, you know, it'll be limited in, in some regard, but it won't really be totally limited because they're going to be using it as uh, kind of like the the next place to go. In other right. words, like, you know, i got to get to this next gas station to fill up. And then I'm, I can, you know, hit the road again, and, and that's pretty much kind of the idea to, to get them so they can, um, they can expand into, into space. But we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a matter cool. of budgets, and it's going to be a matter of problems. And the shuttle, shuttle programs had a host of problems, as we know, you know, including a couple of disaster, major disasters. Right. So, you know, it's uh, to get the shuttle program over with and then move to the next step. We'll, we'll see if they do better. All right, my friend. Hey, big play. Well, you are, you're on the clock tomorrow, but you got the, anything rolling the next couple of days? You know what? I, I just went out. I'm working on gas prices. I, I have to ask you this uh, out of curiosity. How much is gas? How much did it jump up today in Portland? You know, I don't even really know the answer. Anybody know gas prices here? A little over three bucks. Yeah. I, I have an interjection at ARCO, AM, PM, or whatever, the, uh, the PBR of gas. Three dollars and five cents for unleaded. Just just for, for unleaded at Arco. Three dollars. Yeah, I went to a place today in Atlanta. Remember, we used to be the cheapest for gasoline. Three oh nine a gallon. Now is that? But it was like three. I can't believe I'm doing gas talk. It was like three eighty or something in the yeah. summer. What wasn't it? Wasn't it like four dollars? Here's, here's the point. It's going up again. I'm working on that basically. It's, it's going up again. It's going to be like a hundred dollars a barrel for oil. Uh, and right. it's just we're we're really going to get pounded. You again. know what, my friend? As long as Triscuits stay below three dollars a box, I'm a happy American. Doesn't there you matter. go. All right. Enjoy All right. your Have weekend, sir. Weekend. All right. There you go. Thank you. My wife bought me the greatest and worst thing yesterday. Uh, she uh, after the after the show, I was checking my messages and I was I called my wife, and she answered the phone. And do you ever call somebody on the phone and they answer and there's like a strange noise in the background? And they answer, you go, where are you? And so my wife answers the phone, and I go, where are you? And she goes, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And I said, well, now you got it on me. Like, where are you? She goes, uh -huh. I'm at the Lloyd Center dollar store. And I said, well, 
Like, as a joke? Like, why? Why are you at, first of all, why are you at Lloyd Center? B, why are you at the dollar store at the Lloyd Center? She's like, I don't know. It just pulled me in somehow. And I, and she goes, and then she tries to, she goes, but I bought you a surprise. I'm like, well, okay, how can I lose? Here's what, this, I was going to bring it in today, but then I just, I just didn't have the stomach. Here's what she brought me. This was her surprise for me from the dollar store. Remember that, uh, well, I guess not. The, the, the Rollins said this whole thing last night about, he was talking about those, that weird coagulated liquid cheese that they have at 7-Eleven that, you know, you like press down on the plunger. The pump cheese. The pump cheese, exactly. And it comes in like big coffee can type things. So it was like, it was like sort of Lunchables, kind of, but it was like this weird, like plasticky tray filled with broken corn chips and some pump cheese with like a little wrapper over the top left at room temperature on a shelf. And it was called, you know, like Insta Nachos or Insta Chos or something. It was a dollar. That's so awesome. The cheese left at room temperature on a shelf for a dollar at the Lloyd Center dollar store. She brought it home and I had some. It wasn't bad. Here's Timmy Ryan. All right. Let's do the cat story and then we'll talk about Lance Bass. We'll All get right. sad and then, and then happy. And then we have a question for you before you take off here. So. All right. All right. What is this? Here we go. Oh, this is the cat This story? is the cat. All right. If you're one of the nerds who go to Powell's Technical Books, not regular Powell's, but Powell's Technical Books right around the corner from Powell's, you won't be seeing the striped cat named Fup, F-U-P, anymore. I just wanted to clarify. Bonus points for saying striped, by the way. Striped. Uh, they put her to sleep. It was 20 years old, so they're like, yeah. 20? Yeah, it was 20. At the technical store? I wonder if they built the uh, euthanization machine themselves. They probably did. And I wonder if they built the killer machine out of tin cans and wire. Here, here comes the sad things. Oh. Employees caressed her salt and peppered fur and whispered their goodbyes. <laughs> don't, don't be a bad person. Why am I laughing? I'm an animal lover and a vegan. We're I don't all, know why that's funny. I was going to say. That's you're, why you have an off button. You're not supposed to show that you you're have a no pe- you're, a, you're a peanut guy and a vegan. I am. Well, we're all I think do- you even have a cough button. <laughs> we're all dog people here. So Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Anyway, um. Fup is Fup is and, uh, Fup. The yes. striped cat is now... Uh, In the Powell's Technical Bookstore of the Sky. Well, it's 20, it's 20 years, man. I mean, that's really, like honestly. That's like 180 in cat Sure, that's like a Methuselah of the feline world. So there you go. Okay, we need... We need. Dun, dun, dun. We got that music ready to go Wait, again? hold on. Uh, I have some... Oh, damn it. Here we go. Okay. I'll read the first line. Lance Bass isn't just the only member of Instinct to have come out of the closet. He was also the first to... Get married. And not just married, he was married to a girl. <gasps> it's right. true. Now, according to our sources, which we have many, the Internet, the openly gay singer had a quickie Vegas wedding about seven or eight years ago. He won't name the woman. However, Lance says it was a friend of his, and they said they made the decision to get married because they would thought they thought they were going to get some free drinks out of it and were pissed off that after they got married, they didn't get any free drinks out of the deal. Wait, are you making that last part up? No. Really? He thought he was going to get free drinks out of the deal, so he uh, he married her. And he's gay. All right. Well, <laughs> and there he's he... gay. And how long for how long were they married? Oh man, it doesn't really say actually. That doesn't sound like a like trying to shield everybody from his sexuality thing. That sounds like a, I'm really drunk and we're in Vegas, so you, you know, might as well get here's married. Here's the thing about it. I think he, I think he's bi. I think he's bi, and he just kind of errs on the side of guys. 
I default. You think he's bi curious? I think he is. I I, I, I don't like he's curious. So about why do you anymore. why do you think he's bi? Well, here's the thing. Like I'm a straight guy, but I have a pretty good gaydar. I guess uh-huh. as it will. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, he just reminds me of a guy who. Uh, you know, his career's gone into the slumps, which it has. He's no longer in the public spotlight, which, you know, he's not. And uh, he digs guys, so he comes out as being gay, and, you know, he gets his 10 minutes of fame. Well, no, and, and I will say this, actually. If you can identify, and this is not just in the gay community, this is anything. If you can identify a niche market for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing. It's like I always say, anybody who leaves, like, I would take any role on any science fiction program uh, t- tomorrow. Uh, it doesn't matter what any science fiction program anywhere on the air, anything in the fantasy genre, I would immediately take that gig because you can then spend the rest of your life charging 10 bucks a throw for autographs at a Comic-Con. Right. You know what I mean? So if you can market yourself heavily to the gay community, hey, i do that tomorrow. i do that today. I'll do it now. If I can ensure myself sustained employment in the future by just uh, throwing myself in the good graces of the gay community, I am all over that. Doesn't matter. Whatever How are you going to do around. that without Scotty J, the representative for the gay community anymore? <laughs> That's why that guy was angry earlier. He lacked Scotty to be his spokesman. You can just start calling it the Bi Curious Rick Emerson show. And finally, we have this before you take it. I know you got to. I know you got to blow here. Uh, yeah. it says, uh, could you have Timmy Ryan give the people some background uh, information on himself? What does he do? I'm sorry, what else he does uh, apart from this program and his uh, 70 seconds of your life you'll never get back. So, Is this what, a guy or a girl who emailed this? This is a man. Hmm. A man. Okay, well, first off, go to my MySpace radio page. I'm going to plug this like hell. MySpace.com slash Tim Ryan Radio. Get to it. MySpace.com slash Tim Ryan Radio. And actually, it shows how much I love animals because it has uh, my hound dog on there, Barkley. Uh, Unlike that other picture that Sarah was making fun of yesterday. My hound dog. My hound dog. Uh, Drop me a line. I need something to do tonight. I want to go drinking. But what else do I do? Um, Well, I work for other stations within the fine CBS radio group. Within the cluster, as they say. Right. I get yelled at a lot by uh, my people. And then we had you uh, on the program at one point because you did or or do the scoring for adult films. I have had the pleasure, no pun intended, of scoring adult films. I I did that, you know. Um, We... Scored this film called Tour of Booty. Okay. Before and and I, and I know and I, I really do apologize. Cause I know you have to go, but before you go, yeah. just one more time. Yeah. Can you just make make the noise? All right. Here's here's a typical scene from the movie. Hello. Who is it? It's the pizza delivery girl. I didn't call no pizza delivery girl. Opens the door. Ladies and gentlemen, Timmy Ryan. There you go. MySpace.com slash Tim Ryan Radio. Thank you, sir. There you go. All right. We'll have you back soon, my friend. Tim Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Let's take a few calls. We'll break. We'll come back with Storm Large and the other whatnots on this Friday. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello. Hey, Rick. What's up? What's up? Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard the news. I haven't heard you mention this yet. Uh, Did you hear about the former manager of the Ramones getting murdered yesterday? Oh, was her name Linda Stein? Is that yeah. Name? Yeah, yeah, I read something about it late last night, but I was I was on my way to bed and I didn't get a chance. I didn't really look into it and I kind of forgot about it this morning. I didn't. I just I tried to get in the show yesterday right before you guys were off and I, I didn't get it in. So I didn't. I, I, to be go. honest, I mean I'm a big Ramones fan and I've I've read that Ramones book that they themselves put out a few years ago, but I I don't really know a whole lot about the business side of the band, so I don't really know a whole lot about her. What were the what were the, th- the circumstances of it? Oh, you mean, oh, I thought she was killed yesterday. I mean, she was murdered a, 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 some time ago? I don't know. I, all I know is that I was going to bed last night, and I saw something on Google News, yeah. uh, something about blah, 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 Linda Stein, Ramones, blah, 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 murdered or whatever. And I don't know if it was just a coincidence that I saw. Maybe there's some break in the case or something. I saw something about Google News, went to, went to bed, didn't know anything else about it. So. Yeah. 
anyway, uh, one other thing about the old English you guys are talking about. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I'm in the beer industry, and that does not come in kegs at all. So, the, so I'm not really going to be able to go and get King Cobra on tap. No, but uh, but uh, I can show you a picture of uh, my beer truck, which is in fact an oldie beer truck. Really? Yeah. That is it, pretty it, badass. Every about I get about three photographs a week of people uh, taking camera. camera That's pretty good. You're sort of like the Pied Piper of Hamlin, except you're like the Pied Piper of St. John's. Yeah. You know? It's, it's hilarious. All right. Thank you, my anyway, friend. Big believer in the Rick Emerson brand. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, thanks so much. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, Rick. This is Mark. How are you doing? What's up, Mark? Hey, uh, that those uh, Timmy Ryan bits you guys were playing. Yeah. That one, that one he did on Michael Vick is is just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, the one about uh, the, well, he did several on Michael Vick, usually ending with some sort of plea for someone to take Michael Vick into a back alley and pummel him senseless with a pipe of some kind. That, that sounds good. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's the extent sure. of your call. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. Uh, let's do one more, and we'll take a break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. Hey, did you get an answer on that question about what waterboarding is? Well, we had a guy sort of weigh in, and it was a lot of, like, saran wrap on your face and then someone dumping some water on your head. And Now, what they do is, um, and I got this from a buddy of mine who went through a search evasion and resistance school in the Air Force. Uh-huh. Imagine you're on a sheet of plywood cut in half, about four by eight. They strap you down. They tilt your head down at about a 20-degree angle, enough so that you're disoriented. It's kind of hard to breathe in the first place. Uh-huh. And then they either throw a wet towel over your face so that you get a lot of that moisture going in, or um, they sluice water down your chest so that sluice it, it runs a, over your head. Sluice is a really unpleasant term. Well, that's that's kind of what I thought it was, because when they say waterboarding, I assume there's, you know, a board. And so and I, I sort of figured that it was, yeah, it was like the Salem Witch Trial dunk tank thing going on. So. Yeah, it's it's similar to that. I mean, the, the biggest thing is you're upside down already. You're, you're tilted, you know, you're tilted, at a, your head's at a down angle, so it's hard to breathe. And then, you know, to throw water in your face. Well, all right. Oh. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's go back. Yeah, I just got... Yeah, I got an email from the U.S. military uses waterboarding as a training tool in survival slash evasion school. It's geared to give you an idea of what to expect if you're a prisoner of war in the event you're captured. They also uh, teach techniques for dealing with interrogation and how to escape. I'm telling you right now, this is, the same, and I, this is the last time I'll say this. That I was mentioning this to Lisa earlier. I firmly, and I can't take credit for this because a friend of mine suggested this, but I firmly believe for moveon.org, or whoever, the ACLU, and I'm not trying to knock those guys. I'm a, I am a card-carrying member of the ACLU. But, you know, if they, if they really want to put pressure on the government to stop waterboarding, I'm telling you right now, you go to the University of, uh, you know, in Iowa. You know, you go to the University of Kansas, and you get some blue-eyed, blonde-haired, you know, uh, cute, innocent-looking uh, farm girl, uh, you know, who is a, who, you know, you, get, you know, you go there and you get some politically active, fresh-faced, well-scrubbed American girl, and you you know you have her volunteer to do it. You get the paramedics. You get the safety people. You put her on a you know on a set. You point a camera at her, and with no uh, music, no editing, no whatever, you just show 50 seconds uh, in a commercial of her being waterboarded, uh, and then you just end it with you know moveon.org. Do you want your government to do this? You know here's here's the website. That's it. And you just have the stark one camera, no music shot of just some all-American kid just being you know drowned. I mean that's just you know right there. That's so. So that's my future, my future Dick Morris self coming out. Uh, we can take a break here. We'll come back. Storm Large, Aaron Geek in the City, Duran, top five. Uh, undoubtedly more discussion about that which can never be described. Uh, meatloaf news for Sarah Dillon. Uh, Led Zeppelin news for myself. And Susan Reynolds will handle some news duties coming up in the next couple hours. And while you stay there, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. Here's the Dropkick Murphys.
say hello. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Coming up here in just a few minutes, we'll talk to uh, Storm Large and Wade McCollum from Cabaret. Aaron Geek in the City Duran from geekinthecity.com and filmfeverradio.com. Coming up later on Meatloaf News, uh, we have... Hell else? Something else that seemed really fascinating. Now less so. <laughs> now not so much. Only because I can't remember what it was. Oh, and more horrified emails from those whose brains we have traumatized forever with the aforementioned video that can never be discussed or explicated. So welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, uh, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan Reynolds. Hi, Susan. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm well. Did you watch you. the video? No. Okay. Good. Are you going to? Good no. for you. <laughs> the best part is, is when I was walking around upstairs yesterday, because as we know from filling out our CBS sexual harassment workbooks, all is allowed inside the walls of the studio as long as the microphones are on, because then I can pass it off as show content. Right. But, of course, if you're upstairs, it's just sort of actually working. That is to say, if you're a salesperson, you know, you're not really supposed to be doing that. So I'm walking around upstairs yesterday, and without exception, every sales guy I walked by was like, hey, what's the website for that video? You know, and it would, I won't mention any names. <laughs> um, but, you know, all sort of hovering around, you know, the computer, just like giddy schoolgirls waiting to watch it. And I just said, no, you know, don't go home and watch it. Go watch it at your, watch it at your, at, you know, at your private residence. Sir. Oh, they were theorizing all afternoon. Yeah. Be sure what to, could it be? Be sure to use your CBS login and watch it with the new general manager right nearby. Whatever <laughs> you do. All right, Susan, so you're going to be coming back uh, bottom of the hour and the bottom of next hour to do a little bit of news for us, but I yeah, we, I know you wanted to do like a test run, like a test story here. We're very excited. Put your toe in the water, are we? as it were. Yes. Yes, are we are. We? More than you can imagine. <laughs> oh, boy. Your day is only going to improve from here. I have the utmost faith in you. <laughs> Rick? Susan? <laughs> back to you, Rick. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Stephen Colbert has been trying to make a, a run for the presidency. Yes, he has. But in only in South Carolina. I don't know why. I'm not sure. Is he from South Carolina? Maybe so. I don't know. I think that he... I don't know. He gave some explanation for it, but I, okay. it eludes me now as to what it was. Nonetheless, he's been trying uh, to get on the ballot for the primary, which yes. is coming up. Um, he's been denied. Uh, well, they rejected him. They said that he was, quote, something like he was not a serious not candidate. Not a serious candidate, even though he paid the required fee of $2,500. And, by the way, I do believe he got like 3,500 signatures, which is 1,000 more than the 2,500 he actually required. Right. Yeah, they say he was not serious, and they voted. Their council voted. Uh, this is the Democratic Party now. Um, they voted and said he wasn't serious, but they really agonized over it because, quote, they really like him. Well, I mean, this is why the Democratic Party is lifeless and hopeless and never wins anything, because they just have no... I mean, there's just no sense of what the public really wants from them. They just have no sense of humor. They have no sense of fun. There's just nothing, you know, they're just... They're just joyless. They're just a joyless, lifeless people. Well, now, but how about this? You know what it takes to get on the Republican ballot? You have to be dressed as a woman? $35,000. Really? Yeah. Well, see, but that doesn't make sense, though. It is really telling and sad, though, that every time you hear about some kinky sex story in a politician, it's a Republican. I mean, the Democrats must just have the most non-existent sex lives on earth. I mean, really, honestly. When is the last time we heard, except for Bill Clinton? Well, I was gonna... <laughs> no, but I mean, I know he sets the bar a little high. He's sort of, a you know, the gold standard. When is the last time you heard about a Democrat getting it on in some cheap hotel with a hustler? Never? I don't know, but maybe this is why the Republicans charge so much. They have kind of a slush fund of hustlers. <laughs> Next time you need to pay off a call boy. Right, you just come to the Republican Party, we'll peel off a few bills for it you. It is the gay old party. Yes. All right. So that okay. is all for now. All right, you feel I will good. Be back. Is it true you've never done news before? I have never done news. All Ooh, of your many years in radio? But I will say, 
you know, I did work at some big, uh, at a one gigantic news station in Chicago, WGN. And, you know, I did have the distinction of riding in the elevator with um, Paul Harvey every morning for about a year. So so maybe it rubbed off on you. <laughs> maybe so. You inhaled some of his news reading, um, you know, some of his essence. Good day, sir. And now? I inhaled right. some of Paul Harvey's essence in the elevator. <laughs> Ew, not good. I don't think you should say that about Susan. My essence is a wonderful thing. <laughs> and now? Good day. All right, Susan Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll have you back here at the bottom of the hour. Richie Bristol, if we can bring uh, Storm Large and Wade McCollum into the studio, that'd be fantastic. I have no entrance music. I should have found something. Wait, hold on. Do you have anything from Cabaret we could play? No, wait, cabaret. Uh, I don't know that I do. Wait, hold on. It seems like I ought to have something appropriate here. No, wait. Oh, 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 wait. I think I've got it here. Hold on. Let me, um, just a second. I think I may have, I think I may have something here. Where did my wing go? I don't know. No, I've got no wing. I've got some. Do you have wing? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now welcome to the Rick Emerson Show. This will have to do. This will have. This will have to. Pass. Why on earth would you want to play this? This is the closest thing I had. I didn't have anything. Closest to what? I was trying to find a show tune of some kind. Oh, don't. This, this is, is not all... a show tune. Don't. This is all I could find. This I saw is the awful. Oh man, I saw the you greatest. Had too much caffeine in the brain just isn't working. So I had. Look, I had 600 milligrams of caffeine in a Luna bar today because I forgot my wallet and I had to borrow money from Susan Reynolds for breakfast. <laughs> And, I, and by breakfast, I mean some crap out of the vending machine, and all they had was a Luna bar. And you know, it's like when you're hungry and broke, and you just, like, you sort of make these deals with yourself, like, well, a Snickers bar is packed with peanuts. It does really satisfy. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of like health food. You know, and then so. But is this, was that Connie Chung? No, no, no. No, <laughs> I've got Connie Wing. Chung, too. No! No, hold on, let me oh, find God. the Connie Chung. Oh. Wing is this, she's the, uh... Wing she, is the godsend. Oh, she is fantastic. Um... And she's from uh, Taiwan, I believe, and she is this amazing, and by amazing, I mean terrible, but really completely fearless singer. And we have, uh, I have a whole bunch of material of hers. I saw the greatest video the other day of her singing Close to You by the Carpenters, like in this sort of, like it was like a town plaza somewhere. And it was like her and a backing track, just belting it out in like this truly unbelievably horrific style, like the way that only she can do it. And she's just totally unfazed. She just has no... It, she either is just so taken with the joy of the music or just doesn't realize how bad she is. Are she wearing a helmet? I can't. I don't know where the hell my uh, where the hell my wing folder went to. I had a whole folder of just wing. I had that uh, thing of her doing back in black somewhere. Uh, no, you don't. I do. I do. And now I'm completely teasing something and not paying it off. Oh, my God. I'm going to find a way to blame Scotty for this. I know you <laughs> Oh, wait. Here we go. Hold he on. He took wing with him. He took he took all the wing away. We'll do formal introductions here in just a second, but now it's become like now, a quest. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now it's an Now it's... Oh, here we I go. I have to hear back in black. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, oh God, without no. further ado. Is there going to be a video, too? No. This is just audio, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But she kind of wears one of those, like a Mrs. Roper house dress. No, she doesn't. Uh, and Did then, she like, need a video for this, too? Probably. It's probably out there somewhere. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. The whole build. She's got to... Maintain the purity. It's very intense. Maintain the it's, song. Yeah, it's like half tempo. Almost like... Five uh, beats a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> she has a whole Christmas album out, which is fantastic. Okay. Her version of Jingle Bells? Yeah. 
I've also got, she does a Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. It's really sublime. We do have the wing montage we can take to break. Yes. Yeah, we have her greatest hits all compiled into one, like, two minutes. You know. Shall we move forward? She'd be huge in Iceland. Moving on. Let's walk. Wow. All she has to do is sprinkle pixie dust on herself. <laughs> uh, wear like a bunch of wear ill-fitting angel wings when she oh, performs. Oh, man. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, the one and only Storm Large. Hello. And also from Cabaret, Wade McCollum. Hello and howdy and how are you? Hello. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, uh, let me... This we, is very exciting for pe- us. <laughs> people have asked me, I want to make sure I know about this. So now how... Where are we in the run? It's close to the end? It's another week, two weeks? The last show is um, a week from Sunday night. Now, is there any hope mm-hmm. of people getting in to see it? Is it sold I out? Is it know. possible? Do you... There's single tickets available, I think, still. I think blocks of tickets are gone. Like, sitting together might not be possible, but... Um, but yeah. that doesn't really matter anyway. I mean, you're in the theater. So you're in the theater, and you friends. can go drink in the lobby afterwards, and it's really... It's not kind of a thing... You sit together and hold hands. It's you know, it's just an ex- singular experience. No, it is. It is pretty mm-hmm. great. I just say also in the lobby they sell an amazing tomato bisque. So they have really good yeah. food. Really, in the lobby. If that's going to be like the deciding factor. Yeah, for anybody, yeah, yeah. It was let me really, give the really good. A thumbs up. The bisque. Um, so not to be like I would say like waxing your car and everything in public, but it was fantastic. It really was. It was great, and I didn't know. I had seen the movie like 12 years ago and mm-hmm. remembered almost nothing about it. I mean, it was sort of like there in my memory, but I didn't, uh, you know, so I kind of, I remembered it. It's the, nothing like the movie, though. It's, well, first of all, I haven't seen the movie, but that's what I've been told. I will just say this, that it, maybe Joel Grey was sort of shirtless and greased up, mm-hmm. but I, I'm thinking that wasn't the case. It does seem like this is hyper-stylized. It's much more sexualized, and I don't yeah. mean that in a crude way. <laughs> it's a very... Uh, it's very pretty. It's a sensual performance. Yes. Is what it is. So, uh, and I will say this, that... Uh, really, uh, so Wade and then all, all the guys come out, and I remember after we saw 300, there was this whole discussion about could those abs be real or were they CGI? <laughs> yeah. And I don't even really know that we ever got an answer to that. Uh, there was no, whole... I think they were real. They had to go through some army training camp. Yeah, it's just it's not right. And I'm just sitting there in the audience, just feeling all inferior <laughs> and looking over my wife and just weeping tears of it. I'm so sorry. The I flashed just... you watching cabaret. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, so there I am in cabaret, and it's um. I mean, Sarah, you should probably uh, take over well, at some point just to talk about, about another about man's the body. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you he know, looks very pretty with his shirt off. Um. So anyway, so wait. So they, they're all real and they're all there. And is that just? I mean, did you get in shape just for cabaret? I can't believe that we're having this long, in-depth discussion about your abs. But really, let's just roll. With it. <laughs> I mean, is that like a constant state of perfection that you just sort of exist in, or? You know, there's this really good exercise called Pilates, and it's really, really efficient. So I don't spend a lot of time working on it. I'm really looking for something that just uh, I have to exert no effort on, and that I can continue to eat Cheetos. Uh, Bring some calories that. Really? the vending machine that's, back. They, what they need to invent is they need to invent a kind of cheesy snack chip that's really heavy. Uh, and it takes a lot of effort, so it actually oh. the of getting it out of the bag. Do you know what I mean? You're on to something. Or maybe do it like in a habit trail, uh, yeah. like a hamster water bottle, <laughs> right. where like they dangle some pizza from the ceiling, but I gotta go up like a treadmill or something. To or get you could to just it. have someone in the back of a car with a bag of Cheetos, and you have to chase the car to get them. <laughs> exactly. I thought for the longest time that they ought to invent this thing, because I know. Look, I don't know a lot about a lot, but I know some about a little, and I do know how Americans think, and I think they ought to invent some. Some kind of exercise or whatever treadmill, but it's like hooked to a television. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? So it's like you can watch Survivor, but like your fat ass has to keep uh, jogging, or the TV is going to get turned off. Oh, oh that's brilliant! Yeah, so it powers it because people do have their little goofy workout stuff in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not well. Ideally, you're not supposed to work out 
thinking about anything else other than getting your body. No, but shit. see, but that's a big load, and I'll tell you why. Because they, this fiction that they constantly spin to the American look, public. Look at their bodies and then look at yours. I'm so, okay, but... Uh, I think she might be right. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just Maybe saying. that's why it doesn't work. I'm just, I mean, at the gym, there is a bank of like 20 televisions all up in the cardio theater, is what they call it. And they have things like... Um, the cardio I theater? Love, yeah, they think things like I Love New York and soap operas where there's this woman. I'm not a soap opera person. But there was a woman in the hospital, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, is this the dark crystal? Because she looks like a gelfling. <laughs> her face was so pinned back. She was like trying to cry, and it was the weirdest looking. And I'm, and I'm, I'm just trying to look away. The only thing I can say about looking at something while you're exercising is I do that kind of anorexic teenage thing where you look at a picture of someone with a body better than yours, and that's really? kind of, and that's motivating. Like, and you, like, put it on the thing in front of you? I used to do that, yeah. But I don't do that anymore. It's really unhealthy, but make you want to go eat a bunch of cotton balls and stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> so this is... Awkward. Going well. yes. <laughs> it's been a strange week on this program. I really have. What with that horrible video? I'm not going to look at that. I'm not, I'm not telling you to look at you, it. That was you Sarah. came out and did tell me to look at no, it. No, no, and I'm not, not going to look at Rick Emerson. This is a drastic revision of the text. I simply <laughs> inquired. I made an interrogative statement. I said, hey, Storm, have you, have you watched the video? And no, you, you, I'm not watching no, it. He smiles like, so you've been to my website? Well, I know look, exactly what he was going to say. Can we just say, what's, look, we're all adults here. You're a deeply broken person, Storm. We all know that that's true. <laughs> Let's not gild. I, I think Storm could handle it. Let's not gild the lily. All right. Let's Am be I, honest. As long as I'm not in it, I don't. You know, it's all right. As, but one, I don't as one person who desperately craves the attention of total strangers to another, <laughs> or perhaps to a whole room full of people like that, let's all be honest. There's none of us. None of us are sitting right here because we're normal and well balanced. Honestly, though, the, the the reality of it, the older I get, I can't I can't really watch things that I used to be able to watch. Um, vi really, vi like, remember, did you have you seen the remake of Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. It was. I thought it was awesome. It was, but it was so incredibly violent and 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 really fast paced, mm -hmm. handheld cameras of zombie kind of stuff. I I was really disturbed and freaked out for a long time. I got to tell you, uh, I told the story a while back because I went to uh, um, L.A. Uh, in fact, it was for uh, Rockstar Supernova. My wife and I had gone down to L.A. Uh, and then we. Uh, uh, one of our, we got there and then we had a day to kill or whatever. Like, well, let's go to Magic Mountain, you know, because we're just big, overgrown adolescents. And we're like, let's go to Magic Mountain. So we went there and my wife is, you know, she, you know, the roller coaster and the weird and the thrill oh. ride and the hey hey. And I had not been to Magic Mountain since I was like 13 when I just loved it. You know, I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't get enough of it. So I, what I discovered about myself, I took a journey deep within myself, not unlike Kane on Kung Fu, and I discovered that what I am inside is a colossal pussy. Oh. Because <laughs> I went on. I can count on one finger the number of roller coasters, and I am a grown man. I am a gr I am a, I'm an adult. I'm 34 years of age. I got halfway through the first ride. I'm like, f this. I am done. I am done. And so here's how emasculated I then became for the rest of the day. The rest of our afternoon at Magic Mountain was me and my wife walking around. I would then. I swear to you, I would then hold her purse oh, sitting on the bench went. while my wife went on the roller coaster. Oh. Honey, hold my purse. I'm going to go on the whippersnapper. I'll be, yeah. I'll be down in a while. Like, all right, I'll just sit down here and be less than a man. And, Rick, there's no there's no shame in knowing your limitations. Oh, no, there's all kinds of shame. Oh, God. And if, I, <laughs> and if the shame slipped away, she was there to sort of prod me, just to sort of kick it's me. It's either shame or projectile vomit, yeah. which is I'd rather have the shame. Well, let's talk about uh, a cabaret. Okay. Uh, so, uh, well, we'll start. Uh, Wade, so you... Now, I I have a friend of mine who wants to know if you did Hedwig and the Angry Inch in Portland or was it uh, just elsewhere? 
I did it in Portland three times, okay. and then I did it in L.A. for a summer. And then you were just, like, showered with placards and plaques and awards and trophies and vases and flowers yeah. and so forth. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I didn't see but I had a friend of mine. In fact, my friend Nate that went to see Cabaret with us. And afterward, he's like, I wonder if that's the same guy that I saw do Hedwig uh, here. And I said, well, I don't really know. And he's like, that's the best Hedwig I have ever seen in my life, the guy that I saw do in Portland. And so, so it was you. So you, I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for the uh, the mischievous narrator. Uh, you know, the sort of impish MC, uh, at like, like sort of a Midsummer Night's Dream thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Cabaret, it really, I don't remember, and again, going back to the movie, it's sort of being threaded through with so much darkness, mm-hmm. but it is this sort of the whole uh, Cabaret for anybody who haven't seen it. I know, you know, a lot of guys listening who are, you know, don't think of themselves as theater guys, or that I don't want to go, you know, I'm singing and dancing, count me out. Well, it's not but just I, like sitting in a theater, it's more about just having an experience. It's just great. I mean, it's it just, is. It's, it's, like sitting in, it's like sitting in Dante's on a Sunday mm-hmm. without the smoke. It's exactly what it is. We'll it's dirty and Storm, sexy. And Storm and I both bring a rock and roll aesthetic to the mm-hmm. show, yeah. you know, especially Storm, because she's playing a cabaret singer. You know, it happens to be 1930s Berlin, but 1930s Berlin was an extremely filthy. radical, yeah. filthy, crazy, crazy place. And so, you know, it occupies that world. Now, so is this now? Here's a dumb question. Uh, so this takes place at the Kit Kat Club mm-hmm. Cabaret. Now, was I honestly don't know. Now, is that a real club or is it sort of a fictitious telling of a real club? It's a real club. There's a lot of the stories um, that are that are pulled from from true stories. Uh, if that of what year was it? Thirty three. I think it's like twenty nine to thirty three. Yeah, and it's based on Christopher Isherwood's Berlin stories, the novel that he wrote while he was there. And, yeah, the Kit Kat Club is kind of the seedy second-rate club. There were some higher-end places. This is not the higher-end place. Yeah. This is kind of where they're basically just trumped-up call boys and call girls. Yeah, right, prostitutes. Trying to make, uh, you know, a, a meal, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's there's actually a little great thing in the uh, the program, I think, is like the director's forward or something where he says, like, if we were to show you what actually happened yeah. at the Kit Kat Club, like, the police would arrest us all and so on. So I guess it was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, and it, it sort of dovetails with the rise of the Third Reich, and there was, you know, because Hitler's whole thing was cracking down on the, you know, godless sodomites and deviants right, and, you right. know, whatever. Um, so it is, I mean, it's just great. It, I mean, it's great acting, great music. It's, it, and then it, you know, not to give everything away, but it does, you know, obviously it's it, it's in you know, the rise of Nazi Germany. It's it's not like everything is just peach fuzz and roses. No, so. no. And also coming, the rise of Nazi Germany was following the heels of the, the worst depression ever seen in Europe. Hmm. So people are just still reeling from World War One, And it's just a, it's a real bummer, but it's it's sprinkled with... Lots of sex and dancing. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a lot different because I didn't know anything about Cabaret, the story of it at all. I thought it was just going to be some foofy dance, you know, just some dance theater thing. And no, it's a lot darker, and it, it was really interesting to watch. No. And, and again, without without revealing anything, because we pride ourselves on being spoiler-free here, but just, you know, you, you get that final... That final 10, 12, 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is, it's sort of like the ultimate Rick Emerson thing, too, because if you know, like, all of my favorite films, plays, books, everything, it's where, like, the last 20 minutes, it's just, like, express rails to hell, mm-hmm. where everything just starts to fall oh, yeah. apart, yeah. which is um, the other great thing, and maybe this was a function, because you guys, are you guys doing this, we're talking to Storm Large and Wade McCullough from Cabaret, are you guys doing this every, is it every night, every, eight, twice a night? Eight shows it? a week. Eight Jesus. shows a week, so there's, um... And we have Mondays off, so there's two two days a week that we do it. Uh, mat, do matinee. Do you guys have okay. understudies or something in case you yeah. just lose your? Because then you're amplified, but you still gotta you know you gotta sing, you gotta do, do mm-hmm. everything. You just are you? Are How you, often do you use your understudies? 
We have never. You, I have never. Do you just go home and lock yourself in a plastic bubble? Are you just afraid? <laughs> you know, somebody's going to sneeze on you in the I next day. I wash my hands like Felix Unger, like crazy. We, we have hand sanitizer <laughs> yeah. everywhere. But no one except for uh, Fraulein Schneider has used um, an understudy because she... She got uh, very bad bronchitis, but mm. but um, so far, knock on wood, no one's gotten sick. It might have been a function of being at a Sunday afternoon matinee, because you went to see an evening show. Yeah, I saw it on a thir- Thursday night. Thursday night? Let me and ask it was you amazing. The, looking around the audience on a Thursday night, what was the demographic of the audience? What was the average age? It was all a lot of uh, like upper, upper middle class people. And then like with a bunch of um, you know like kids my age sprinkled right. in between. But mm-hmm. When we went to see it, and maybe it, I don't know, maybe it was because it was a Sunday, it was a whatever, but it was a, it was an older crowd, mm-hmm. and and again, this guy Nate who was there, he was just full of great observations about the entire thing. But you look around, and it's a bunch of people that kind of look like your grandmother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, this is his observation, not mine, by the way. I don't want to taint his quote, but this is okay. his this is his quote. He's like, he's like, this is so great. So like, there's all of these old people, and it's like the skankiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Which I mean, and it's like, and they, I gotta tell you, you know, from the opening, I mean, the minute it starts, and you like descend, you know, out of uh, from the rafters or whatever, and and you're thinking to yourself, everyone in this is 90% naked. Well, okay, <laughs> and covered in glitter. Yeah, well, and covered in had... glitter and writhing around. All right, well, and you just had, sort of, you know. Had instances where people were expecting basically fluff in the movie. Right. I mean, we recently we were talking about it. Recently, there was some guy brought his two kids to the show, oh. and when I say kids, <laughs> the 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 girl was probably eleven. Yeah. Between nine yeah. and eleven, the little boy was front row and center. Fantastic. He must have been six years old. Yeah. His face was covered, oh. sobbing, curled in a ball in the oh. front. And I swear, I almost broke character. I was like, "Whose child is this?" <laughs> and and it was it was. But but there's also older folks who who kind of, you know, they get all offended. Why I never? Yeah, yeah, they couldn't believe it, and they yeah. leave. But the majority of them are. It's you know it 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 tickles them in their diaper area and they're into it. Yeah, so. I mean that's the thing, you know. Write that down. Phrase <laughs> later on. Tickles you in your diaper. All right. They, even like doing Hedvig too. I was surprised how many older, 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 older people, you know, eighty, eighty, ninety-year-old people would come, men and women, and just really enjoy themselves. And you forget, like you know, they were young ones. Well, everybody was a horny seventeen-year-old, exactly. I suppose. At one so point, like, and then now they they can only really go um, vicariously through theater and film and art. And that's all they've got. And so if it's really up in your face and if they can take it, they, if the tickers can take it, they'll do it. And it's, it's great. It's kind of it's kind of weird, actually. I was um, Who was I talking? Well, I, I saw Henry Rollins last night. And he was talking about... Where was that? The Aladdin. Oh, God, that must have been amazing. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, I just, I'm such Henry a huge Rollins. fan of that guy. Yeah. And as, as I said earlier today, he just makes me feel like such a piker because he gets up there with the microphone and one spotlight and he talks without stopping for three hours and 15 minutes. And you I'm just like... Do that. Yeah, but I, I just, saw your one man show. Don't don't give me that. I get. It. I'm just saying he just you know he's just one of the everybody right, has right, the guy right, they look at. And they're guy. like I can never be that good. Oh, I know. I know. But he was talking about how for him, strangely enough, th- there are two guys that he looks at like that, and they're David Lee Roth and, yeah. and Ted Nugent, who he saw as a young you know as a young strapping lad. And I'm thinking you're Henry Rollins. What are you talking? He's talking about seeing Roth, who's you know 55 or however he old is, and he's you know and he's he's doing his thing on the reunion tour, and he talks about standing there just in awe and watching the whatever. But but you. I'm talking about the older crowd. Uh, I was that show Mad Men, which is on AMC, which is really great. It takes place in 1960, and they had a very hypersexualized program. Everybody in the office is having an affair with everybody else, and you kind of had that moment where you realize that everybody in that show now is about 75 or 80 years of age. 
And you do kind of, you know, it does make you think about the people you know who are, mm-hmm. you know, who were alive in that era. Right. And it is kind of, it's like it's like when you see a picture of, uh, of Elizabeth Taylor then, and you try to juxtapose Whoa. that with, like, the weird sort of behemoth-looking woman in a wheelchair that you right. see now. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, she was hot as balls, and you just can't. The hand of time comes for us all, oh, my yeah. friend. <laughs> it comes for us all. You must drink deeply from the cup. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, so what is your guys, are you sticking around? You got to go? What's your timeline? We here? can stick around. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a break here. We'll come back. We'll do a little news with Susan Reynolds, and then we will talk more to Wade McCollum and Storm Large from Cabaret. Thank you. Uh, find out more, by the way, at PC. PCS.org. No, God damn it. Yes. Is that it? Yes, you got it. PCS. You got it. <laughs> Henry right. Rollins has nothing on you, man. P- PCS.org. There you go. Uh, back after this, the Rick Emerson Show. You stay right there. Much more vaudevillian. Well, she's got a tremendous It's the Rick Emerson program. It's 503-733-2970. So let me ask you this. So you, now Storm, and then we're, we're going to go to the, the uh, news desk here with Susan Reynolds in just a second. But um, had you, did, did you, were you exposed much to any of the original versions no, of the stuff no, kind of before no. you? Was that by design? Like you didn't want it to filter well, into what you were doing? Well, I, I asked the director if I should watch the film or watch any of the, um, watch any of the footage of it, and he said, no, you know, you don't want to color your performance. You want to just have it be organic. But every time I hear somebody singing a version of one of the songs that I do, I'm like, what are they thinking at that moment? Because if you read the play, this, I mean, I just... You know, it sounds like Liza might actually be on drugs, whereas you're <laughs> you're I resent like that allegation. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you have crossed the line. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Have you ever heard, there's those great tapes, uh, and I keep saying we got to do but have you ever, just final observation here before we do this, then we'll do this again. Have you ever heard those great tapes of um, uh, Judy Garland late at night, just high as a paper yeah. kite, just, just, 
babbling to everyone and no one, like into some sort of home, like Nixon-esque taping device. Yikes. Just, no. Yeah, it's just, it's all manner of crazy. Uh, all right, well, we'll come, we're here with uh, Storm Large and Wade McCollum from Cabaret. We'll do more of that in a second. Ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, will ye please give a warm, rapturous welcome to Susan Reynolds. Now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Oh, this is Tim Riley. <laughs> Why, really. hello, Susan Reynolds. Hello, hello. We are absent, uh, our, we are lacking our, our news director today, so we have uh, various folks stepping into his oversized shoes. Yes, and that is intimidating. And apparently, I and I got to say this, and apparently, not only our next guest, but now our call screener are now both locked out. They're of locked the, out. In they're the... now locked out. Sarah, who also forgot her key today, now has to I go didn't rescue them. I remembered it, but it fell out of my pocket. Oh, when here I was they come. Riding. They're out in the hallway. Oh, okay, okay. They managed to make it. It's going to become like no exit or something, where you are all going to be trapped you remember that in a, thing you used a big to do, white room. That bike riding thing. There's no need to be snarky. That's how it felt. Don't, I didn't forget it. I remembered it. No, I'm not and trying to cast it. aspersions. I'm simply saying I'm simply saying it was going to be like a Roach Motel thing for a second, where, like, Aaron was locked out, so then Richie goes to get him, and then Richie is locked out, and then you <laughs> yeah, go yeah, get to yeah. get Richie, and then pretty soon I'm in, like, some weird existential play where I'm in a big white room. So, all right, Susan Reynolds, hello. Hello. Hi. Well, Rick, frozen pizza recall rocks the Emerson household. Uh-oh. And that is your household I'm talking about, Rick. This is why I'm all skin and uh, fat, by the way. <laughs> Totino's and Gino's frozen pepperoni pizzas have been recalled in the wake of another multi-state E. coli. Oh, Totino's is your favorite. Uh-oh. At least they're not filled with lead. I was going to say, at least there's no lead in the pizza. No, no, but there's it. E. coli, which is, you know. E. coli. <laughs> just as bad. Um, <laughs> a 21 lab-confirmed cases have been reported in 10 states. I don't even really know what E. coli is. Can I tell you? I don't Not even either. know what I don't know what it is. I, it's maybe it's like salmonella. Maybe it's its own thing. Maybe it liquefies you. Maybe you just. I think you just barf until pimply, you. Like, yeah, I, I think it's just bad. Like food poisoning. Yeah, probably. But maybe a little worse. Ten people. Does E. coli are... kill people? It kills little kids and weak older folks. Okay. So if there's somebody in your house maybe that you're not especially fond of, this is the time to strike. <laughs> time to Plausible <laughs> deniability. That's the phrase of the day. Yes. Hey, honey, how about some pepperoni pizza? Now I got to tell you this. I don't. I, I don't really ingest those all that often at this point in my life. But I will tell you this: uh, when you're like 19 years old and have no money, oh yeah, and you're just that top ramen isn't quite because there's only so many ways you can dress up top ramen right. and right. make it interesting. You can lie to yourself and tell you can you can look at that and go, well, if I put tomato sauce on this ramen, it's like having an Italian meal. But after a while. Those lies ring hollow. Yes. So, you know, all right. Well, 10 people are in the hospital already, and they're encouraging anyone who has any of these uh, frozen pepperoni pizzas in their freezer to toss them now. That's not going to happen. Ooh. Oh, you live on the edge. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying if you have. I'm saying You're if you angry. are. If you are. I'm not speaking myself. I'm saying if you. Kill it? Well, I don't know. Um, yeah, apparently not. I guess not. These Maybe people didn't eat frozen pizza. I'm saying if you are stockpiling to Tony's pizzas, you really have larger problems in your life and are probably not <laughs> probably not prone to throwing away a lot of food. You know what I mean? Well, there's a whole list of the uh, affected uh, items. That's and like telling people if that bottle of Boone's Farm may be bad for you. You mm. want to get rid of it right now. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> doing good moving on moving on uh there's another case of a teacher running off with a student of course this time in nebraska is she hot uh Boy, she didn't wait know. hold on hold on which yeah what is the gender of yeah. okay teacher female 25 years old boy student 13 
in Nebraska. So, so, the, so you, you in do the Nebraska, math. That's probably as good as it's going to get. Yeah, the, you do the math on the that. The bar is set differently there. Yeah, yeah, Nebraska. Well, it's always like, and whenever it's a male, this Can is I a female a teacher. Oh, I, I don't have oh. the picture. Oh, well, maybe I Sarah do. Sarah will find it. Is this a female teacher? Yeah. Because whenever it's a male teacher, he's always the coach or something. It's always like the oh, guy, well, the softball coach. Hold on. Some kind she's, of chunky um, girl with a I got your girl I got with a lot of gratitude on, um, issues. <laughs> oh totally. I don't know where she I got She told me so, I was so pretty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she's uh, a math teacher and a basketball coach. Oh. So, you see, the coach really? thing is not, it does not discriminate. Usually a yeah, woman here. coach is usually gay. I was just going to say. She looks like Kelly Clarkson after she ate a bunch of E. coli-laden pizza. <laughs> Well, she's yeah. got that snaggle tooth, too. Yeah, that's kind of hot. Sort of like a force-fed Tiffany Theason yep. thing going on there. Yeah, and that's that's Nebraska, man. She, for Nebraska, she's probably considered rather rakishly thin. Oh, God. <laughs> Sexy in kind of an Augustus Gloop sort of a way. <laughs> she looks like Augustus Gloop's mom. She <laughs> totally. does. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the math teacher and the, the boy... Uh, have been, uh, they're on the run. And from the last weekend, he called his uh, family to say that they were about... Please don't find me. 85 miles away. Don't come away. looking for me. He's 13. Uh, you know what? I know it's against the law, but I'm telling you, it's that kid is going to brag. He's going to be psyched. I don't think he'll be damaged by that. I, I have don't. never in my life, and, it, and I think I speak for all of us, I have never seen one interview ever, 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 ever with a teenage boy who has just been filled with trauma and regret over something it's like that. It's a bunch of bull. It's no, like, if it was the other way around. Uh, the other yeah. way around, it's societally a lot worse. However, the, not, not this one so much, but the majority of the women who end up with these young teenage boys are screamingly, smokingly hot. Totally. Always. And how mad is that kid that she got busted because yeah. now it's over? And it's always like either it's always a parent that rats it out or it's a friend. Oh, you know? or the, yeah, the, the ugly teacher that totally. doesn't get any or whatever. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that no, they're very unpopular and I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there angry because their young, impressionable sons got some awesome tale from a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't go that far as to call that awesome tale. But anyway, it's probably no, as good as it's, it's going to get. It's tale, though. That it's tale that doesn't wag and stands in a field. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and that's Nebraska. <laughs> well, uh, the... Uh... Maybe your trip to Nebraska was different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, coming from the Midwest myself, I can say that this kind of thing never happened at my school. You're not. You're from Chicago. You well, that's it. the Midwest. Yeah, Chicago's not. But really very metropolitan. Oh, I found her MySpace page. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. she has one. Fantastic. What's her quote? Does she have a quote? Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Watch your actions, because they can get you arrested. And Seriously. it's set to private. Does she have, like, a like is the back screen image like of a nymph or something? Or like a fairy <laughs> Fairies, with yeah. wings? No. Oh, God. Which one is what is she? A what does Sarah she Brightman like? song in the background. What does she look like? Yeah. <laughs> There are three so-so. All right. Uh, Anyway, there's there's an arrest warrant out, obviously, and they've uncovered, the police have uncovered emails that were sent between the two, and they think that this teacher gave the boy a cell phone so that she could reach him very easily. They'll find him in Florida. Well, of course. They'll find him in Florida where they blend right in. Yeah. (laughs) Florida's sort of the Germany of the United States. Uh, Here's Susan Reynolds. Uh, well, speaking of sex, um, <laughs> she's just looking right at storms. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just looking around the room in general. Uh, a 21-year-old Salem man has been arrested. He was uh, trying to extort money using Craigslist, another 
popular way to extort money. This guy, um, well, there was a, the victim was a 59-year-old who responded to an ad for a romantic encounter oh, with dear. a woman. But the woman was really this 21-year-old Salem guy who was going to then report back to the guy's wife. Uh, Guess what? Yeah, All the right. old report back to the wife of course. thing. Uh, so the, the victim called the cops and uh, then arranged to meet this man to give him the money. Oh, shades of Representative Curtis. Yeah, there was a sting. And um, and when when the uh, when the uh, suspect showed up to get the money, the cops met him and arrested him. Uh, all right. No word on the status of the victim's marriage because obviously the wife must have found out, right? Were you the one who told me? Were you the told me that by the end of what is today, Friday? It was mm-hmm. Wednesday. It was Halloween that that whole thing unfolded with Representative right. Richard Curtis mm-hmm. in in. Oh, the, I'm not Washington. gay. I'm not gay, but there's like he was in a, a hotel dressed in lingerie. He was dressed like B. Arthur. With like, with yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> which isn't very sexy, but whatever. And it was like, but by like, we first heard the story at about 11:15. By 3 p.m., yeah. he had resigned, and they had found photographs of <laughs> and him looking. Pending divorce. Yeah, and I think, and I think you told me that by yesterday, his wife had like you left know, him. Yeah, just you know, send a telegram, send things, you know, <laughs> yeah. Greyhound station. Stuff has unfolded quickly mm, in that yeah. case, and in fact, yes, uh, indeed, the. Um, they also say that this guy purchased two gay porno films from the hotel for the two of them to watch while they were. He should not, not be gay. not gay. But he's not gay. He's going to watch not and gay. And he has sex. not had yeah. sex with no, a guy. No, no, of course not. No, no. So. no he's a... Okay. Well, thank you. So Susan. that's the news for now. Susan, we'll Thanks, have you back Susan. next hour. Thank you so much. Susan Can't Reynolds, wait. Thank you. Soon. All right. Uh, we... <laughs> I think your microphone was still on when you did that. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Uh, we're here with Storm Large and Wade McCullough from Cabaret. Uh, so, all right, let's get... Well, I have, I have a, a couple of emails, and people uh, have, have called, and we have a couple of questions uh, and whatnot. Let me just uh, hold on here. I know, Storm, that um, you had... Well, there was a, gr- there was a great article uh, in the Willamette. The Willamette did a, did a great piece about Cabaret and about mm-hmm. you. And did you uh, find that it was hard to sort of submerge, like, the, the Storm Large persona into this? Did you find, like, did it take you into the run to be able to do it? Or did you feel like it, by the time opening night came, like, you had vanished into the... Oh, no. I had vanished a couple times in rehearsal, and I was really getting into it and really enjoying it. And then when the press started and building... In intensity and building in pressure. That whole week of opening, if someone asked me how I was, I was like, I don't know. I feel like I have to go to the bathroom. It was so scared. I, I remember getting an email from you during that time. Oh my God. You seemed so stressed out. I was so scared and so freaked out because, you know, even if I disappear into a role, even if I, because this is the first time I've ever acted, so I really, this is really very new. So, um, even if I did successfully feel like I, I managed to become Sally Bowles and lose the storm, whatever, the entire audience knows who I am pretty much and, and has seen a lot of me, and they're looking at me looking to see if they could see storm. You know, So I felt very judged and felt scrutinized, but, but now you know, I, I, I'm a, I feel a lot better about it. I feel more confident with it, and, and people are... People have been very supportive and very nice. Well, and you can act. I mean, you actually have the... It's not like seeing... God, have you seen that thing, Kelly Osborne in Chicago? Um, no. I'm sorry. It's like I just slapped all of you. I'm sorry. Wade, Wade physically flinched. <laughs> um, it's in the UK, and I don't know if it's going to happen here, too, but she plays the, uh, uh, what is it, the mama, the, um, uh, the, Queen, Latifah the Queen Latifah role, uh, but that's Kelly Osborne. Now and it's just and I saw just like a tiniest little slice of it on the net and it was just sort of like God she couldn't even do music videos it was like having my eyes sanded I mean it was just oh. it was awful uh, and we have this email this says uh, Rick I remember when Storm first got the part there was a rumbling in the quote 
theater community, mm. end quote, where other <laughs> actors were kind of upset because they didn't feel Storm was, wait for it, a real actress, mm. uh, being an, uh, but an outsider hired promotion. Can you ask Storm if she feels like the community has embraced her now, or Storm, do you feel uh, and We could like probably you... ask Wade, too, because I, I'd assume you're in the theater community. That's And so is that an accurate perception of the vibe early on? And if so, do you feel like you're... You know, do you well, feel like there is that, you know... The community status? at large, Portland is such a small insular community, and our arts community really bleeds into the rock and roll, bleeds into the the visual art and the photography, and everyone is kind of in the community. I'm not, you know, I don't differentiate, but at the beginning I felt, I felt very insecure, very... Um, let's say, self-conscious because it was a completely new thing for me and I was supposed to be this big ringer, this big rock star, a big name attached to the thing. And I was like, God, if I suck, this is just going to be awful. <laughs> but, um, no, everybody was, you know, they were very kind. They were very kind. Maybe they were backstabbing his night beat behind my back, but in, to my face, they were very kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, wait, are you going with the show when it goes on tour, when it leaves Portland? Are you... Yeah, we're going both going with to it? Rochester. Yeah, mm-hmm. goes to New York. Oh no, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that was the case. I thought uh, so. Now, how? I don't know how this works. Yeah, how in long theater. does the run go? Is it, and, and does it just go from? Uh, is it sort of like uh, a band touring, except it's like a month in a city and then a month in another city? And well, it's a co-production between Jiva in Rochester and Portland Center Stage. And I wasn't originally going to go to Jiva, um, but I just fell in love with everybody and and love this part. And then when you think about it, if you take somebody out and put somebody in it's a whole new show so i kind of decided to go <laughs> wow and then how i mean the question and for wade how long does it take you i mean it, when you are learning like a dialect or an accent or something like that do they just do you do the thing of just walking around and just talking uh, like a german guy all the time it just for days and weeks on end like when you would go down to the store to buy milk you're like hello i'm here to buy milk and then show all right wait whatever here we go you know i mean how does it how do you do that how do you how do you master the accent like that yeah it is hard not to uh, constantly be talking like that storm and i in the dressing room can't stop talking in an english accent we're always talking always like talking. always it, it, it gets stuck in your mouth you right. know the dialects do get stuck in there german however doesn't get stuck so much because it's such a guttural you know this, <laughs> this you like know. a whole language based on phlegm yeah, much. yeah i have to tell you this that i got the more reaction to your email storm the other day when you were saying you know like wade and i are constantly naked in the dressing room together oh. you know i can tell you every ripple is real <laughs> every <laughs> muscled outline so. and i said your abs are not painted on but then you know we're naked all the time and his abs are absolutely real sarah has a friend with the best thing ever with like the huge beer gut and then the tattooed uh six pack oh that's fantastic where the he abs really are tattooed onto the huge gut that's the best idea that's i've ever awesome. heard so uh-huh. uh all right so the website is PCS.org. Yes. PCS.org. Cabaret runs through November 10th? 11th. 11th. It's the last. It's the last day. So how long does Cabaret run in its entirety? Like, can we expect any other projects from either of you soon, or in, is it going to be going for a while? Yeah. Will Portland be able to see you guys in anything else uh, in the yeah, near future? Or Wade, you're, you're we're, doing... We're both doing a concert for um, Voices of... Against Silent Disasters. Yeah. It's a benefit for Uganda. I'm doing the 15th at the Baghdad. Are you at the Baghdad, too? Yeah, on the 16th. On the 16th. So that's a benefit thing. The Balls will actually be doing a show at the Wonder Ballroom, a big Christmas party. And I don't know how... They're wanting it to be like a variety show. So the Balls will play, but I think there's also going to be some other... Some other situations going on in there. Excellent. Very right. cool. Yeah. Uh, the websites are wademcollum.com, 
StormLarge.com. Yes, indeed. Excellent. All right. StormLarge, Wade McCollum from Cabaret, ladies and gentlemen. Thank Back you, after Thank this, I... Aaron Duran around the corner, Susan Reynolds, and more. Like us at 3 Donna Mike at 70. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere. Hi, hello. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. What a show. What a day. What a day. Another hour left. That I don't say really that like I'm running. It was cool. I just, uh, you know. All right. What do you say to people who have actual talent? Seriously, like when you guys are all talking about, oh, my one-man show, oh, my play, I have never felt more worthless as I'm standing oh, here drinking my cheap sister, coffee. let me tell you, uh, you know, sitting here uh, talking to, uh, you know, talking to Storm and Wade there, and I'm just, you know, again, it was like the well, Rollins thing yesterday. And Wade's like one of the most amazing actors I've ever seen. And, you know, and physically flawless, let's just say it. Okay, so by the way, we, have to, very we have to just reveal that it's like the greatest moment. Just the greatest, most wonderful moment of Sarah's life just happened. So we. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I'm just saying it was. I don't mean to speak out of school, but we were just so we we uh, ended the segment. We go to the break, uh, and we're kind of saying our goodbyes and you know, hugs and kisses and let's do lunch. And so Sarah and I. It really was that. Really, and all of those things were said. I think, and I think there was air kissing. So. So Sarah and I are saying goodbye to Storm and Wade from Cabaret who are just leaving, and. It was like your statement had been, like, building up inside of you. And, like, <laughs> it was like, you know, when you meet, like, a rock star or something backstage and finally you're just like, this is the best time I've ever Robert Smith. You know, and you just have to say it. <laughs> I did kind of blurt it like that. So as Wade McCollum from Cabaret, who's a very attractive man, is getting ready to leave, Sarah finally goes, and you're so pretty. <laughs> I said, I think you're pretty. And so, but this is the greatest <laughs> moment is that Wade then right back, he goes, well, I think you're really pretty. It was like the best <laughs> moment ever. It was like the closing of the circle, like the universe just sort of folded in on itself for just one second there. Oh, that guy's Wonderful. Cool. All right. Tim and Storm make a great little pair. Jesus. All right. 503-733-2970. Coming up inside this hour, we'll uh, spend a couple moments with our friend Dennis Pitsenbarger. Aaron Geek in the city. Duran will be here. We'll try to get to a top five. For the love of Christ, um, Susan Reynolds will be back with uh, more news. Um Jesus, I don't even know what people are calling about. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson here? Show. Hello. Oh, hey, um, I finally got to see the... Richie, oh, for the love of God. That's oh, Richie's Richie out there. Did that. Oh, is that not Richie? Somebody just oh, did no, that. Never mind. That's Aaron. Aaron again. Hold on. Hi, hello. Oh, hi. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I just saw the link to the video you posted on your website. That's yes, the sir. worst thing. And honestly, I have seen so much worse that it's just like I saw that and the nice calm music in the background actually had me laughing. You know, there's it really just, there's really nothing to be proud of in your statement that you have quote oh, seen well, much no. worse. I wouldn't go telling people that. Yeah. Um, well, regardless, my my thing you you were trying to figure out what to eat, and honestly, um, if you could get some chocolate ice cream. Yeah, no, somebody suggested that. We were also talking about a some sort of a heated brownie mix. Yeah, I, I had heard the heated brownie. I hadn't heard the ice cream, but I saw that and I was like, man, that, yeah, it was yeah. just. It's not right. No, <laughs> it's definitely not. All right. Thank All right. you, sir. All right, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's for the video rodeo, which we probably won't have time to do. A great, I'm going to, you know, that's so good, though, that we have to do it at some point. That title is so great. Tim Ryan's uh, video rodeo. Uh, we'll do one more here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, this is Kara. Hey. Oh, hey, Kara. What's up? Hello, Kara. Are the hot ones still there? 
Uh, no, sadly, and I, and for some reason, okay. I, we were doing the call, but for some reason, the screening wasn't happening, and so I was really reluctant to take any calls because I just knew it was going to be. I'm calling about that hot video you got on your website, and I just so yeah, no. yeah, no. no, that's okay. I had I had something even better to say. I'm I'm at this awful rummage sale for work, uh-huh. and I bought a five dollar radio to make some other people at work listen. Excellent. Because they were complaining they didn't have a radio. God bless you. A, they have a, a VCR here for ten dollars if you want one. <laughs> We were just saying the other day that VCRs, VHS playback, these things are all very difficult now because I don't even know that I have. Raise your hand. Who here has a VCR? Really? Sarah does? Aaron, do you? No, I got rid of mine. Okay, so yeah, half the people in the room have a VCR, half do not. Yeah, go ahead and pick that up for me. Like like I said, Rick, I have a 13-incher I can give you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, we're losing your call. (laughs) Bye now. All right, there you go. She's funny. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from Miles Around, Saturdays 9 to 11, Dennis Pitsenbarger. Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing, sir? What's up with you? Uh, a whole bunch gearing up. we got a uh, jam-packed show, live guests, call-ins, all kinds of stuff going on uh, tomorrow morning. I uh, had a chance to uh, shoot the you-know-what with uh, Storm in the hallway. It's always good to see her. And uh, Hey, how'd you feel standing next to uh, Wade McCollum? Uh, was there a particular way I was supposed to feel? Sponge-like. Sponge-like. Why well, that's not directed I... just at you. No. Oh, no, that's general. all of us. I'm just saying. Have you, uh, well, never mind. physique. Have you seen him? Have no. you seen Cabaret? Oh, I thought you'd seen I Cabaret. I haven't seen it yet. I, oh, I was actually telling them that if I don't see it before it's over, I will uh, miss my 100% perfect record with seeing everything she's ever done. No, I'm seeing you. No, it's, first of all, it's great, and it really is just great in an objective sense. Is it? One, is he one of those guys that has, like, 0% body fat? Oh, dude, you have really no. Disgusting. Yeah. Look, I, and, what, and he's just beautiful, and it like he just, like, melts into the characters, like, the character that you know, yeah, he's got and, negative and, body and fat. Seriously, and somebody out there, because Aaron has seen it, let's welcome out of the Rick Emerson show, Aaron Geek in the City Duran. It's uh, you, you know, people listening, you get, call me whatever you want to call me, say it sounds like whatever it sounds like, doesn't matter. That guy, you see him on stage, you're just like, well, screw that, you know. I'm just going to go home and just eat a side of beef because I can never look that way. So I'm it. sitting over here eating my lean cuisine, still feeling guilty. Like, what's the point, man? I'm just going to go home and just hit the pipe, you know, because it's like I will, in no universe will I ever look that good. Well, which pipe would you hit? Because one will get you skinny and look good, at least until the drugs overcome yeah. you. No, it's it's pretty it's pretty insane. Yeah, you got to check it out, though. Really, it's Thursday the 11th. You really got to see it. No, well, it's I a want... fantastic show. You have to check it out. Well, I yeah. heard you talking in the hallway about how great it was, Aaron, and, yeah. I, and I do have to see it. It's just, you know, it, it's time. And it's look, everything. there's a bunch of scandally clad hot chicks as well. well and a bunch of scandally had clad men. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So no matter what... Dancing around in boxer shorts. Whatever you're into, Cabaret has something for you. Well, the great side of that is if my wife goes, she'll have... I mean, it doesn't matter. It's... Never mind. Wait. What? Oh, I see. For you, it doesn't matter, or for her, it doesn't matter? <laughs> for, well, for me, I... It, I I'm talking just... about Lamore! Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Rick, for bailing me out of that I conference. pity you! <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so Miles around tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, we actually have uh, my driving instructor for a long time ago, uh, Cindy Lux. I think I think it's cool. Last week, we had joked about... I, you know, I don't really know a lot about, like, ratings and whatnot, and I kind of made the joke that we actually had a pretty good rating on our show, and I joked about it and got into the cheesy radio voice, like, this many people between the age of this much and this much listen to the show and they're all men are according to all the rating books and whatnot that our entire audience composition is made up of just men well i said that and then all of a sudden like a whole bunch of girls called up like and then of course we had to quiz them all that no as you're you know as someone holding a gun to your head is there some reason that you're actually listening so we had a bunch of women call up and say no we actually do listen it's part of the car you know we actually have interest in cars 
That entailed, made me go out and get a hold of Cindy Lux. She's a world GT driver champion, and she's going to come on the program and talk about women in motorsports, women in, as far as being race car drivers, and get some input on that. That should Excellent. be, it's interesting because she was my driving instructor, and there's no way to get more emasculated than to go out on PIR, drive as fast as you can, as hard as you can, and then have a, a a girl then point out every wrong thing you've ever done for the last three years. See, and I'm, not, I'm like most guys. When it comes to chick race car drivers, I only know the heart like a wheel girl, whoever that is. Uh, Shirley Mandali. Shirley Mandali. That, and I only know that because Bonnie Bedelia, uh, John McClane's wife and diehard, uh, played her. So that's it. I know the Dana I'm Kirkpatrick chick. Is that her name? Yeah, Danica. Danica. She can't Danica. win anything, though. Yeah, she? Danica, I have a She real... won my heart. Well, oh, see, that's the only thing she's <laughs> ever won is the problem. Is, you know, she's very She's marketable. the Anna Kornikova of the... Uh, <laughs> she is. She is the ace king of the poker world. Yeah. She looks good. She's very marketable. Can't win anything. She can't drive for nothing. She's the only girl I know that twice this season actually spun out in the pit lane. Sexy. <laughs> but she can sell art, you know, she can sell insurance. What is that thumping sound that keeps happening? Sarah, are you opening a box of wine? I had to... It's hard to get the nozzle out. <laughs> Attention, Rist, uh, Richie Bristol. You the, have to uh, yank on it harder. It's like Bruce Agler yesterday kept talking about cranking on the nuts uh, because of the, of the of the Burnside Bridge. Because they weren't lubricated, they, they had to crank them harder. They weren't lubricated, and they kept having go, to crank the friend. nuts harder. All right, are you just uh, wait a minute? Are you serving Aaron some box wine? Yes. Let's listen to it pour out, can we? I'm trying. Let me turn up my mic. Hold on. Okay. Excellent. Hey, Mikey, you gotta go to the bathroom. Ah, it's stuck under the nozzle. Okay, there you go. Okay. No, that was so. A, anywho, chicks, cars tomorrow, miles around. A chicks, cars tomorrow uh, in the morning, preceded by Car and Driver Radio. Then, of course, the Tasting Room from Lycus, uh, uh, my favorite show actually on the weekend. Besides, Excellent. obviously, just repeating mine in my own head, and then I just realized how bad we are. A great segue, by the way, from the box wine to the Tasting Room with Tom Lycus. Uh, well, I, you know, I would love to see. You know, that would be a great segment. I would love to hear like a ghetto tasting room, a ghetto white trash tasting room, white trash <laughs> tasting room with Tom Lycus and a guy named Bill. The bad tasting room. That would be uh, very interesting, but uh, we need to do, you know, the thing is, uh, Aaron and I need to get together one of these days and do, uh, we we did a best car and, or best TV and best movie car segments, and I've yet to uh, drag you down here on a Saturday morning. Yeah, I know, and you completely dissed me on the Transformers opening weekend, too. You're like, dude, every day I'd come in here, this Transformers going to be good, and every day I told you it's going to suck, and then, like, the weekend comes around, you don't call. There's no calls. I just don't call. The phone is silent. I sit. I cry. I, uh... No, you don't. All right. No, you don't. Moving on now. All right. Dennis Pitzenbarger, ladies and gentlemen. Is that, a, is that your segue to get me I out got of the studio? I'm sorry, dude. I got so much crap to get today. I got all kinds of crap, so I apologize. Get out of the damn studio. Thank you. All right. All right. Tomorrow. See you tomorrow morning. 9 to 11, ladies and gentlemen. You want to take some wine up to the sales area with you? Uh, I, uh, I'll check That's back yes. about 5.01 p.m. All right. You know. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. All right. Hi, Hi Reggie. No, no, no. Just, oh, just what are so you talking cute. about? So great. Oh, Richie just brought in like some opening implements for the wine. No, it's a box. We got it taken care this of. This is Sarah Dillon. Why the bottle openers and corkscrews? Right. Can we you all just need a pen? Let's stop here for just a second. Wow. Ah, all right. How does that wine? I can smell it. How, it's how, not bad. I mean, for being a box wine, right. I'm a little upset. Well, box wine has a bad rap for no reason. No, screw the people that diss on box wine. Just hey, the packaging. We, my only complaint is that it is a blush and it should be at 58 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, your hole. Can yeah. we can we just do something here, Aaron? Can you do me a favor? Can you move to this microphone yes. here because Susan's going to come in and that way we won't have to do the swapping around later. 
Um, so we'll have you come sit over here, and then when Susan comes in at the bottom of the hour, everything will be good. Uh, all right. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Sarah Madden is the case, maybe. Hello. Hello, Rick. What's up? I've got this video that you guys have been talking about. Uh, I'm ready to play it. Uh, you're you haven't watched up. it? You haven't seen it yet. I have not seen it. I heard you talking about it. Now, you, now are you at work, sir? I am, actually, yes. Now, see... How many? Okay, fine. Is this a workplace that doesn't care Don't if you look at what? This is, this is your former workplace, actually. This is Jeff McGinley. <gasps> oh, you're an intercom. Oh, you're an intercom. You're coming back home to us, honey. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I? While we're talking about what a strange program. While, while we're talking about this today, let me just say, I haven't mentioned this yet. I came into the studio today, Sarah, and I haven't even showed you this. I came into the studio and look what was hanging on my microphone. It is the uh, the old Max 910 logo, but then there's a note that says, Much love, Jeff McGinley. I snuck in the building last night and left that for you. So how can I... Creepy? You don't have to use specifics here, but uh, you got in the building last night. Was it a current employee who let you in the building? Court and fatty. Well, so much for not using specifics. <laughs> <laughs> Anonymity blown. Um... So, yeah, so I came in. Where did you get this Max 910 Talk Radio for Guys logo? Well, uh, I've got a big project going on over here, and I was cleaning out one of the studios and just happened to come across it and uh, thought, you know what, uh, I, big, should, I should bring this by. A big project, A big project. Is that the, like a big firing project? Uh, yeah, no, that's what happens over at CBS Radio these days. Oh, not, not on this floor. <laughs> no, the one above turns. you. It all takes turns. Yeah, it's, it is cyclical. Coming. So it was just so the Max 910 logo was just sitting around? Uh, yeah, I actually had to rip it off something. So excellent, but. thank you. Hey, did you did you work on the TV while you were here by chance? No, and I saw that TV, and I saw, it's completely a, a different. Uh, that's not how I would have done it. <laughs> oh. All right, excellent. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, are you, so you are at uh, your. I'm at rickemerson.com, and I'm about to the click on the click here. All right. So now um, I have to ask this: Are you actually logged in as yourself on the intercom uh, on the intercom system there? Oh, come on now. You should use Squid's login. I can use Squid's login. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, don't get Squid in trouble. What about Aaron's login? I was going to say, i got a whole list of... Yeah, can you log in as Aaron Hubert over there? Uh, I can log in as Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be great. David Field will be on the phone. Um, yeah, Jack, could you bring everything in your desk uh, down, to the, down to the conference room? All right. Are you are at RickEmerson.com. You are preparing to watch the video that can never be seen. I can see why. There's... There is some, uh, I clicked on the link, and I can see, just to tell the people who haven't clicked on the link here, really, you shouldn't do this at work, because the, there are the banner ads, they are quite explicit. Ads. It's not, yeah, the, the, the banner ads are for, like, see hot sluts now. Well, there's there's a lot of female parts being displayed here. Oh. Oh. I've never really looked long enough to even, it's like, after five seconds, I ripcorded right it's out of there. It's very anatomically correct. Yes. Yeah, All right, uh, okay, uh, are you ready, Jeff McGinley? I, I'm going to hit play here. All right. Keep the sound down. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, oh my! Uh, uh, oh, oh God! Ah! Oh, the hell! Oh, this is so wrong. Oh, is she really gonna swallow that? <laughs> I got it. No. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh! And puke. And the puke. And, yeah, get that back up. All right. Okay. All right. We're Don't done. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. 
Oh. Thanks. We miss you, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff McGinley. Your presence is missed here, Jeff McGinley. Thank I know. You, sir. I know. Right. I'll talk to you guys soon, all right? Bye now. Glad we can make your day a little better. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks. All right. There you go. Jesus. There's just not enough lava soap to clean that off. Oh, man. No, you can never scrub that away. No, no. Aaron, without I actually it, broke down. I watched it yesterday. I, I was going to say, without thing. identifying any of the contents, yeah. I actually bleeped just a little bit that he revealed there. I was there. why you dumped that. Well, not because it's not airable, but because... You don't want to spoil it. I don't want to... And I don't want to just... <laughs> I don't want to ruin the surprise. And I don't... And again, we're, <laughs> I, I did vow that we would keep all any and all descriptions off the air. You know, it, FCC yeah. friendly or not, I want it to be a totally non-discussed thing. So uh, that's disgust, D-I-S-C-U-S-S. Uh, it is a disgusting um, thing. Now, tell me thou how you came to watch it, Aaron, and, and your reactions. I actually first heard about it when I was on Court and Fat Boy a couple of weeks ago. Right. And uh, they, they warned me repeatedly, do not watch it, do not watch it. And I went home that night and watched it. And like I said, I emailed Sarah. I got like five and a half seconds in the first. I was like, screw it. Give it. The first two seconds, you're like, oh, yeah. I know, and then it escalates quickly. And then, yeah, there's no, it's a quick jump cut, as yeah. they say. <laughs> and I just, I turned it off. It went right off. And then yesterday, I was um, not feeling well, so I stayed home. And uh, That's the right day to watch it. Yeah, I don't know why I decided today. Today is my, my day. My stomach is it's squeezing. My time. Yes. So uh, I finally, I just girded myself. And uh, strapped into the chair. I was like, all right, I'm finishing this out. I don't care what it takes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, like Michael Booth. Booth I'm just going to put my head down, power through. <laughs> <laughs> and then? And, and how um, did you, you know, I mean, how was it? I made it, it through. And then it took me about eight seconds to sprint to my bathroom. and uh, Did you lose it? Give my prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, you threw up? Yeah. Yeah, it was Well, bad. Richie almost did, and he only watched the first 20 seconds. And you know me, Sarah. I'm a disgusting... Oh, you're you're foul. Well, yeah, I'm a repulsive person. I love horror movies. I mean, all that stuff. You know, I, that's, I go... There's something we... different about that. Which yeah. we said yesterday. Uh, Since I, you know, I'm someone who can't even take loose hair on a table. How do you think I reacted to that? Richie had the glassy-eyed... <laughs> Sort of lots of saliva, like he was doing a lot of like. Oh, don't make that. And he was reaching for the trash can, and I and I thought I'm like, you do not vomit in the studio. You vomit in the hallway. And it's good that he didn't, because I was at work listening to the show when you guys did that, and I'm a contact vomiter. And even if I hear it, it's all over. <laughs> then it's all lard <laughs> ass at the blueberry eating contest. It's all like you know the Goonies over the rail. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Susan Reynolds. How you doing over there? Well, you know how I get. Yes. I, I get just slap happy. Yes, you do. And, around 4 o'clock every and, day. And you know, a little kooky. I am. I am really kooky. But I did. Richie was in a meeting with us uh, after the show yesterday, and we asked him to tell us in just the most broad strokes yeah. possible. And uh, we were asking questions like yes or no questions, you know, are there animals involved, things like that. Yeah. And he was giving us a little enough, but I could see that he he had this green tint to his all day uh, coloring all day. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't, yeah, and he kept, and, and, and he, you know, I kept saying, like, you know, so are you feeling him? And he's like, I'm still seeing it. I'm closing my eyes, and I'm still seeing it. Yeah, he said it was going to take him a few days to get it out yeah. of his brain. Oh, no, I had to go to sleep with the Viking in that night just to ensure <laughs> the dreams would not overcome me as I closed my eyes. I had to use drugs to just, just up me out, make it go away. Uh, Sarah, are you saying we need to break here? Yes. All right, so I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More of Aaron Durant. Susan uh, will give us a little news from the Ministry of Truth. Uh, and we've got... Uh, on, on the screen here, another video rodeo uh, volunteer. So we come back, we'll do more of that, too. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's uh, AM 970, Solid State Radio. Stay right there. It's like one big 
hyperventilation today. Hi, uh, it's the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello and howdy to y'all. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970 here with Aaron Geek in the city of Iran. In just a moment, we'll uh, be joined by Susan Reynolds at the Ministry of Truth. Uh, let's see here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show, sir, madam, as the case may be. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? So I'm going to watch the video. Uh, all right. So where are you at, sir? Are you at work or home? I am at work, actually, but it's... You know, as much as as much as you warn us that it's not safe, it's I'm pretty sure it's all right. When I'm I work at a tattoo shop. Oh well, okay. okay. Life is cheap there. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, sir. Uh, is the sound on your computer turned down? Uh, no, it doesn't need sound apparently. Well, there's sound in the background, but I yeah, don't know really what it is. If you, just, if you can turn the sound down, that'd be better. Sure. Yeah. All right. And then uh, our only request is that, of course, you not use uh, profanity or describe what you're seeing in any way. Sure. All right. Are you ready, uh, Corey? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Corey. Watch that video. Here we go. <laughs> Am I going to have nightmares? Well. Has it started? It's, it's starting out. It's going through. Okay, it's starting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling was correct, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I like to share the share the love, my friend. Yeah. All right. Glad we can make your day a little more interesting, Corey. Yeah. Hey. The best show ever. Excellent. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Hey, now. do you think some right, people yeah. just go into shock like deer in the headlights? They can't pull away. Oh, I actually the first time was like scrabbling to try to close the window, and no. I and I couldn't get the mouse. It's like a real simple thing. You grab the mouse, you find the X, you click, the window's closed. But I was like, no. Oh, does your computer it. work now? Why don't you shut your hole about my computer? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, in for Tim Riley, it is Susan Reynolds. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Susan Reynolds in for Tim Riley today. Good afternoon. Hi, Susan. Hello. How do you feel your last news went? I felt it went okay. All right. I gave it Just a... okay. You gotta uh, think positively, Susan. Uh, it was fantastic. Best right. news ever. There you go. Best See, power of positive thinking. I look at how smart she looks with her glasses on. No, yeah, you look, you look very intelligent. I just got to be able to see, you know. Uh, Citadel Broadcasting. Who? Citadel. Do they own radio stations they somewhere? They do. They uh, they own uh, sort the of a former... smaller company. I don't think so. Seems like they bought up the ABC stations. Oh yeah, I think I mean, thought they ran like the Ag Report. Them. Yeah, <laughs> control. Yeah. Well, they will be the new boss of ousted shock jock Don Imus, who returns to the airwaves on WABC Radio New York. Uh, the deal was signed on Halloween night. I think that could be an omen, perhaps. Since he does look like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome, kids. Yes. I'm going to keep you in here all the time. You find me much funnier than everybody else does. I think you're hilarious. Yeah, I think that was funny. You shut up. I half chuckled. I lulled. I, I fully Sons buckled. of bitches. I yuckled. I yuckled. Yuckled. <laughs> Make I, me bring up the video. Give me some of that fully... <laughs> I guffaw. Uh, insiders say the deal will pay him a base salary of $5 million per year with the chance to earn more through syndication. Now, is that, now was his payout from CBS, was that a one-time, it's like a one-time $20 million lump sum, right? I believe so. And that was not, uh, but that wasn't uh, contingent upon a non-compete thing. Well, probably it was. It's already been four months. He'll probably sit out two more, I would bet. Usually these are six-month non-compete clauses, right? right? So um, there was no indication as to when this will start, but soon, I would think. Probably two months. Probably right after the holidays. Right. Let Imus have a nice... I just can't even imagine who's going to be a guest on that show at this point. Don't know, but he will have newscaster Charles McCord with him again. No word about uh, former producer Bernard McGurk, right. who was, you know, caught up in the scandal yeah. as well. Um, in a related story, Al Sharpton will keep a close ear on the Don Imus show. Uh, because really, what would we do without Al Sharpton? Really, Anna, he is America's moral compass. Why don't they just co-host a show? <gasps> uh, you know, that's a great idea. Perhaps he will be the first. Ebony yeah. and Ivory. I oh. would be. I would be surprised actually if somebody hadn't floated that idea. Yeah, that if some Mark Burnett guy hadn't f- suggested it. We now do live in Patty Chayefsky. Do it like a reality around, show so. where it's like a television show on like CNBC, whatever. You right. Know. Yeah, he just put them both in there with their backup people. Sort of Sharpton and the man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sharpton and the cow, the Reverend and the cowboy. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Write that down. All right. All right. Maybe we want to send that in. Here's uh, Susan Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen. Oprah's Leadership Academy has been rocked by scandal. Perhaps you've heard. Uh, But now an arrest has been made in South Africa as a result of the allegations of abuse at Oprah's Leadership Academy. The former school matron, those matrons. Now, her leadership academy is like a Tony Robbins leadership academy? No, you know, she opened this school last January. There was a lot of hoopla and hype around this thing. Um, She handpicked 152 pupils, all of them straight-A students, all of them from disadvantaged backgrounds, and um, they get free tuition, free uniforms, free room and board. And apparently and a, a little beating. action on the side. Oh, yeah. not a, a beating. Uh, well, I think there was a, a combination of things. According to the reports, this ex-matron grabbed a girl by the throat, threw her against the wall, and swore and screamed at them and assaulted them. I see. So, okay. just so, another day at school. All right, then. Uh, so, anyway, there, an arrest has been made, and this uh, ex-matron will be um, in court Did on Did the Monday. school have Oprah's name on it? Yeah, it's Oprah. Oh, Winfrey yeah, see, so, you know, that okay. guy, oh, yeah, no, you're never going to hear, that, that person's going to vanish. They're going to vanish into a cell where they're going to be beaten with a hose. He's going to get hillaried. I believe it's a woman. A woman. But, I mean, you know, she's going to disappear into a black bag somewhere. You don't cross Oprah. Oprah will, yeah. I mean, if you even. Oh, she's powerful. You, you step out like you're even going to kind of tarnish her image, she'll have you broken. She'll she'll have you cut into tiny pieces she's and kicked in the, into the ocean. Yeah, she's like Mr. McCready. She, that, that chick's going into the black bag. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you, you will never. You make an enemy of Oprah. Your life is done. So, all right. Well, good for you, Oprah. Yeah. So anyway, you know, a, a job where you're called the matron. Yeah. Not a good thing. No, no, unless you're one of those uh, in one of those sexy reform school girls. Yeah, movies from the eighties. Matron. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it's a movie of a different sort. Yeah. Well, the sinful matrons of Saint Valentine. I know. On the back of my bedroom door when I was a teenager, I had the movie. Po- I, had the, I had the lobby poster for Reform School Girls. Uh, which was uh, okay. Was great. Yeah. So yeah. Although, Are you giving Aaron more wine? What could possibly go you? wrong? All right. Wow. He, I can't believe you drank that whole. Thing. I kind of like it. It's kind of tasty. You... Susan, do you want some box wine while you're doing the news? <laughs> no thanks. I've All got right. to keep my clear head. Uh huh. Heavy. Oh yeah, my I get goodness. That a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and sad news. 
Oh. Carlos Santana and his wife are divorcing after 34 years of marriage. Wait, hold on. There's a joke there somewhere. No, I guess not. Okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, uh, Santana and his wife been together 34 years, as I said. She she outlined all the details of their marriage in a in a book in a memoir a couple years ago, and she talked about how he had been unfaithful a time or two. A rock star none unfaithful? Of, really, oh, really? I know. I know. Well, did after, he sleep on somebody's couch? Probably. Oh. 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 What? What? Oh. What? 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 Huh? What? Hmm? What? No. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Susan. Go uh, ahead. No, no, uh, it's okay. You were well, distracted by a thing. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, he, he he admits that he's made mistakes over uh, over these long 34 years of marriage, and of he course. apologized for everything and thought, I guess, he thought that everything was okay. Well, fast forward 2007, divorce. So, uh, so you're saying that even years later. Well, two the, years later. The repercussions of the a pain. single misguided night. You know, the scars might heal, but the pain remains. Did you say scarf? Scars. Oh, no? Why scarf. would I say scarf? I don't know. Wait, well, what? Because you're when? drinking. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, in Carlos's defense, we are a loving people. That is much like the Irish. You are a swarthy, passionate people. <laughs> uh, anyway, they live in the Bay Area. They've got three kids. You know, they'll be fine. No, she's going to kick that guy out. She's going to drop kick him right out the door. I don't think they ever have to worry about anything. Maybe oh. a little alimony or something. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Maybe money. A little black magic will save him. Uh, see, I tried to that come up with a yeah, joke. I, I had I nothing. Uh, let me read this email. Rick, after that video, you know which one, I had to take a shower. No matter how hard I scrubbed, I could not clean my soul. I can only be thankful that there was music and I didn't have to hear them. It just gets worse and worse all the way through. I should have listened to your warnings, Rick, but I think you wanted others to watch it knowing just how to pique our curiosity. Still, I have questions such as... How did the cameraman make it through the filming? He or she had to endure the sound and smell in person. How many takes were needed for that as well? Uh, also, what is the deal with the people in that video? They're smiling. How much would it take to make you smile through that? What kind of drugs could be strong enough to do that but not kill you? Sarah is lucky. She got a description, was able to know, and still be spared. I remain a faithful listener. All right, here's a... Uh, you know, someday, Sarah, someone's going to sneak it on you. Someone's going to email oh, you yeah. into like the new Dark Knight trailer, and they're going to recut it. You want to see this video of Wade McCollum? And then yeah, it's, it's, it's going like, to be the girls. Yeah. You're going to be like 20 seconds in no, the movie. I saw like, one oh, part geez. of it when they were... Um... I'm just saying, it's going to get recut, and you're never going to sleep again. I mean, oh, that's true. When they were sharing a... We've got a guy here who wants to watch it on a 32-inch monitor. Oh. Yeah. Let's do that, and then we'll do Let's one more, in. and then we'll take a break. The Hi. Scale you're up. on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. That's well, I don't know if it's really, I want to watch on a 32-inch monitor, but it's, you know, I have to do it for the sake of posterity. Yeah, of course, and because you are a good person. Can you enlarge the video on the website, do you know? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think so, because I think it's an embedded window. Okay. Uh, all right, sir, are you at work? Uh, no, actually, I'm at home. Okay, God, for, for once. All right, um, okay, now please, uh, our only request, keep the sound on the video turned down. Uh, and then, of course, uh, use no profanity uh, in and your no description. In, and no description in your response, Okay. Okie dokie. All right, are you ready, sir? Yes. Okay, Ken, watch that video. All right, here we go. Like a game show host. 32 inch screen. All right. <laughs> 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 Oh, this is 
was uh, disturbing, to say the least. Oh. 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 Oh, my goodness. Oh, I heard some gurgling there. Oh, no! Oh! Oh! Oh, my goodness. Okay. How you doing over there? Hey, hey. How you doing? All right. How you feeling? Um, I'm all right. You know, I worked for... A local uh, plumbing company for several years, so <laughs> I think I've, I've steered myself against that. You know, especially you know, I've seen grease traps that have been more disgusting than that. So, okay, and we know about grease traps, Rick. I do indeed. I used to, have to clean those. All right, my friend. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you made it through, sir. Oh, well, no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, best audience ever. There you go. Thank you, Ken. I sense an extra special episode of Dirty Jobs around this video. Or South Park. Yeah, oh, well, you know that South gonna Park's going to get a hold uh, of us. The best part is that when you go, if, if you go to that site, which you shouldn't do on the very top, it says something like, ha, I have ruined thousands and thousands <laughs> of lives. Let's do one more here, and then we'll take a break, come back, talk about B-Movie. Yeah, we can. All right. Uh, you sound really into it. Uh, you're yeah. Susan Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, we have a little more detail on the Britney Spears Ah, excellent. Do we want to do a supplemental Britney watch? Yeah. All right, here's a supplemental Britney watch for Friday. Susan Reynolds. Well, let's hope she's got a good life insurance policy because the way she's spending money, there will be nothing left for her lovely little Such kid. Such a great mom tone in your voice well, right you now. you know, you got to think of these things. Okay, we've established she earns about 737000 a month. Right. Of that, she spends about 50000 in mortgage payments. She's got a couple of homes. Right. Okay. 16000 a month for clothes. 102000 a month in entertainment, gifts, and vacations. Uh, but she also spends about $4,750 a month dining out. So I guess that's separate from entertaining. Does she, uh, does she have a shower uh, television as well and two cars that she can't pay off? <laughs> this all sounds so yes, familiar. It does, Is she starting it? a new and special technology company? <laughs> <laughs> Is she married to Mrs. J, Susan? Just tell us. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, she also has to pay uh, Kevin Federline 15000 a month in child support and 20000 a month in spousal support. Yeah. Man, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, you know, I mean, if you add all that up, which I didn't do, but my goodness, this girl is out of control. Now, K-Fed, on his side of things, he spends 7500 um a month in rent, 6000 in security because, you know, when you're K-Fed, you need... Sure. People around keep the many throngs away. Yeah. yeah, he spends two thousand a month in clothes and five thousand in entertainment and fifteen hundred in dining out. So well, he's, he's like a, but I mean, he's a spendthrift compared to her. He's Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge. He's a scaled down version, of course, <laughs> of everything. Yeah, he's investing the rest in T bills. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. right. So there you have the Britney Spears uh, spending docket for the month. Right. There's your Britney watch supplemental version for Friday. 
gentlemen. All right, Susan Reynolds, thank you so much. Great job, thank Susan you, Reynolds. Hey, you know, it was really fun. CBS thank you for Radio having Portland me. Marketing guru. No, no, no. I, well, you know, and the thing, I could not believe uh, that a radio pro such as yourself, and I mean that seriously, had not done news. So now, check it off, baby. It's, it's on going the, on done. the resume. Done. Will she be preparing news for four, five, six, and seven? No. Oh, no, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, <laughs> before you step out, you want to screen some phones? Uh, no, uh, no. Timmy Ryan will be doing the news ah. uh, later on, the top of the hour, all the way through Lycus. So, yeah, right. I heard about an internship. We, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I was channeling some. <laughs> come back here, uh, Aaron, Geek in the City, Duran on the other side, and so forth. Lycus at three. Uh, I think Flash Friday, I think this is the final Flash Friday, because don't we fall back this weekend? Yeah, we do. So, yeah. final Flash Friday today. Uh, Donna Mike at 7 and so forth. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. You stay right there. About anything, brother. There's no shame, but that's still for the best. Yeah. Anywho, I'm gonna have some more wine. Have some more wine. <laughs> we now enter the saddest part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson Show. We're here with Aaron Geek in the City Duran. Let's also welcome another Rick Emerson Show, Court and Fat Boy from Rock 101 KUFO. Hello. Hello. Hello, uh, Aaron. You need to slow down on the, on the wine a little. You're, you're gonna be it's on our show much. later tonight. How many, how many cups is that for you? Uh, this is the third cup. And that, and that is really class. only had two. Yeah, that, it's that, not much. Maybe that, a few minutes. And Aaron had three. His body is steeled against alcohol. Yeah, I mean, okay. You guys have seen me. Well, yeah, I've seen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are yes. you on uh, Court and Fat Boy tonight? Indeed, I am. Yes. Every Friday night at 8 p.m. And please to pimp the the thing you sent me today. Is Mike Russell? Is that the Mike Russell? Uh, culture pulp. Culture pulp. <laughs> yeah. I always. I, I miss it. Up. I always call it culture pulp yes. sometimes. Yes. You, you actually typed it as pup when you ended up. Okay. Yeah. See. Yeah. Where can that be seen? Uh, well, right now, if you go to geekinthecity.com, I was whorishly putting a link on there. But then, yeah, if you go to, just Google Culture Pulp. No, like, culturepulp.com. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, the, that's the website. Okay. Okay. He did, you, guys, he did you guys, too. Court and Fatboy, yeah. he drew, like, a cartoon yeah. strip of, like, a night with Court and Fatboy so, yeah, as a comic. It, he yeah. drew a small section of us with Scott Daly and I interviewed Seinfeld. And we did, indeed. The first question in Seattle was, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Really? Yep. Okay, the answer was captured in cartoon Empire. form, yeah. Yeah, look, or Mike drew me with a receding hairline. Really? <laughs> he drew Court with one tooth. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, oh, the anger's trying to come out with the wine. I'm just gonna say, hairline is not receding. The more mean juice. Quite thin, though, so that I can't, uh, I can't knock him too much. Okay. Uh, well, before we do anything else, let's do one final. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hello. Hi. What? Who is this? Uh, my name's Nikki. Hi, Nikki. How are you today? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I am. Uh, I am dandy. All right, Nikki. Uh, this is going to be the final installment of uh, Video Rodeo today. You're letting him watch it? It's a woman. It's a woman named Nikki. We've uh, been doing it all day. Headphones. We've been doing it all day. I don't, I don't even know what this is, guys. Warning people? <laughs> no, we've been warning people. I've been telling people all day not to watch it. Yeah, Nikki, don't watch it. And Nikki, it, don't. You don't even know the email. So, okay, so Nikki, now how did you become aware of this video? Is it just because of the show, or did somebody tell you about this? My husband walked in the door, picked up the phone, dialed you guys, and said, Honey, you have to watch this video. What kind of man did you what marry? What kind of horrible husband do you have? <laughs> did he order you from overseas? No, no, but he's certainly uh, not going to be getting any tonight. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. Um, well, look. Wait, has she watched it yet? Look, it's up to you. No, she's no. ready to watch it now on the phone. He's definitely now, not getting I was going to say, he's not, uh, not only because you'll be angry at him, but because you just won't be in the mood ever oh, again no. after watching this. <laughs> so I will give you now a few seconds. You can bail out if you want to. 
from you. Just think about what he made you do. Uh, yeah. He's Baby, remember that video yeah. you watched right. together? Actually, I, I might want to, I'm going to add this since uh, we sort of accidentally birthed it. Uh, I, that, you're people. the guy that I heard it from. I know. Yeah. Um, uh, it. What, a, what an interesting choice of phrase. Yeah. Well, especially if you've watched the video. Um, the internet has been doing research into this, um, uh-huh. as the internet is wont to do. Um, this is probably faked. Well, uh, dude, it doesn't matter. No, I mean, I mean, faked is in like. How do you, how do you f- fake that part at five seconds? Um, how do you fake well, that? They inject. They injected. Uh, 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 here's the thing. Yeah, but you got to know we haven't been giving any oh, description. I'm, I'm, I'm not describing exactly. You know what? what regardless I'm just of whether or not that's fake, it's coming out of a place that's not fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. The orifice is real. The orifice is real. All right, that's true. N- Nikki, I'm so terribly sorry. Remember this. It was not Rick Emerson's fault. It's your man's fault. I will remember. All right, so, thank you, Nikki. What thank video do you think is worse? This one or the um. The the octopus one we've watched before. I don't think I've seen the octopus. Oh, I have. Yeah, no, that's bad too. Just let's move on. Yeah, there's one with eels. We can see that. Oh, I've oh, seen yeah, the eel yeah. one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's talk about a happier film. Yes, ah, uh, the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Well, it has an octopus in it. It's talk Goonies. <laughs> but edit it out. Is that uh, when well, it's tonight? It's it tonight. Is. Ah, Eleven yeah. o'clock, Baghdad Theater, thirty seventh and Hawthorne, and it's uh, a mere three bucks to get in to see one of the greatest films of the eighties, especially if you're a kid in the eighties. We've been the saying, Goonies. come out and get your nostalgia drunk. Yeah, that's, that's how we're describing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a kids' movie, but there will be no kids in the theater. And is this a, is this a print? Is it on film? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a 35 oh, millimeter that's print. Cool. See yeah. that? And I don't think I ever, I never did see the Goonies in the theater. No, no I, I haven't either. I saw it on VHS, you know, when it came out. Whenever. Right. Um, I actually wasn't allowed to see the Goonies in the theater for why? some bizarre. Um, that was there was about a five year um, period in my life when my mom was super religious, and I could only see like you know G Christian cartoons. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Goonies tonight, 11 o'clock. Yep. Uh, at the Baghdad, Court and Fatboy's Midnight Movie. And then B Movie and uh, American yes. Gangster, which you B-movie have seen. B Movie opens Aaron. this Friday and American Gangster, both of which I've seen. Uh, both are actually really good. B Movie is um, stars Jerry Seinfeld as Barry B. Uh, he, he graduates from the class of 915, realizes that when he picks a job, it's for the rest of his life. He gets outside the hive and realizes that he wants a life more than just mixing honey. Um. It's a it's a cute show. It's it's a charming movie. It's not real funny. There's not a lot of the cliche Shrek uh, pop culture references in there. Um, but B movie is a cute film. If you've got a kid who wants to see an animated film, you're not going to be just completely annoyed by me by B movie. So it's not bad. It's a fun flick. However, if you're just a bunch of adults and you want to see Denzel Washington just put the beat down on every single person that dares to step up in his face, and I do, you go see American Gangster. And this is it, this is uh, uh, Ridley Scott, right? Ridley Scott. Uh, I think Ridley Scott's best film in the last ten years. Scott Daly has gone so far enough as to say his best film since Blade Runner. Wow. Um, so uh, 
I'm sorry, pretty, go ahead. It's pretty fantastic yeah. film. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Sarah, Sarah and I No, she's playing a clip. She's probably mocking my drunken slurs. We can't communicate. No, I couldn't. It's all from, like, crumpled bo- like, pieces, pieces of paper. I'm pretty good at reading Sarah's lips, but I, it, it failed me just there. I wasn't anyway, yeah, uh, American Gangster stars uh, Denzel Washington as Frank Lucas. It's based on a true story right. on Frank Lucas, the uh, man who basically cut out the middleman in the heroin trade in New York in the mid-'70s and got it right from Southeast Asia. And his attitude was... What do you care? I'm just killing off junkies and making my neighborhood right. safe. No more gang fights. It also stars Russell Crowe as literally the only honest cop in New York. You know, you really you do. realize in the 70s. You really do sound very drunk, by the way, well, if I can just you know, say I'm that. Doing all so American game. Gangster, it's awesome? Yeah, it's pretty badass. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Excellent. So American Gangster is great, not to be confused with the BET series of the same name. Correct. Um, but all right. And then Court and Fatboy's Midnight Movie tonight, 11 o'clock, The Goonies, mm-hmm. the Baghdad. All Get right. there early and meet the Aaron Durant. I will be there at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. So now you guys are broadcasting yeah. live, and then Aaron, you're going to be on there. Yep. Uh, and it's funny as you, well. they face out toward the street, and you can go and heckle them. Yeah. It is pretty cool because when I was there not last time, up. the last time they did the Midnight <laughs> Movie, we got mooned by a very drunk old man that was smoking a pipe. Remember that? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He didn't mean to moon us. He just, you know, he, stood, he up. stood up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. What does that mean? In between, like, bouts of him, like, screaming during the Rockstar game. It was really unsettling. Fantastic. All right. So that is all coming up tonight. And then FilmFeverRadio.com. The new show will be up later tonight. All right. Um, I'm Are you putting it up or Scott? I, I do it all. Even, yeah. Even drunk, I am more technically savvy than a sober Scott. Dowling. Fantastic. I love Excellent. Scott, but, you know. All right. Um, so, right now, all right. sending me a hate text message. Filmfeverradio.com and, of course, geekinthecity.com. Court and Fatboy, Rock 101 KUFO. Uh, there's 7 to midnight. And, of course, the Court and Fatboy midnight movie tonight. The Goonies, 11 p.m. at the Baghdad. And how much does it get in? Three dollars. Three bucks. Fantastic. All right. Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for AM 970. Uh, Solid State Radio, a proud part of the CBS radio family. And, of course, uh, in the newsroom today, Timmy Ryan and Susan Reynolds. Uh, let's see. I'm Storm Large. We want to thank Wade McCollum. We want to thank Lisa Desjardins. Uh, we want to thank Ed McCarthy. And, uh, of course, uh, Richie Bristol on the phones. The gatekeepers, Dave Zinn. Don't forget to check out the podcast, which is up at 970.am, courtesy of Bridget from upstairs. As always, my friends, don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you for listening. Watch out for snakes. And uh, see you all on Monday. Have a good, safe weekend. Bye now. And I've done nothing but charity for 20 years.